You are about to witness history in the making. Good evening everyone and welcome to another show of the Pop Culture Gamers podcast. Uh, my name's Hayden and uh, I'm your host for this evening and as always I'm here with my uh, good friend Steve. Steve, how are you doing? Yes, thank you. That's nice to call me a good friend after what I called you last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good friends can do that. Can't they? Have you ever noticed when people argue? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you're friends, you call each other idiot and whatever hmm. but when you want when you're really aggressive towards something it's like all right pal buddy <laughs> have you ever noticed that it's sort of like so contrary to what you would think it's like when your boss call, your, your boss you work you walk into an office say you where your boss is and that and he goes ah mr simpson can you come this way please and you think oh crap what have i done now <laughs> he never yeah. calls me by that <laughs> yeah yeah i know what exactly what you mean <laughs> But it's not that often me anyway, so I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. But, well, you're out and about most of the time, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, tell us about your week, because I know that you've been on call this week. Yeah, so it's been a, I say, when I'm on week, when I'm on call, the week I'm on call, I don't focus on anything because I'm always looking at my phone to see when it's going to go off. Yeah. But you try to forget about it. But um, one little thing was pretty cool this week, that if you remember the... Um, Kickstarter that I've joined, which is for the definitive 80s horror documentary. Yep, it's a catchy title. It is, it is, I love it. And there's a new trailer on Bloody Disgusting, which is a, that's a great place to go and visit. And the reason being, the new trailer's up because I think they've now finished all the, the, the filming they need to do, so post-production or whatever. Yep. And this month only, they're going to take pre-orders to join the Kickstarter. So if anyone's interested in going, you can go to Twitter at horror doc, 80s Horror Doc, sorry, and you can look at the campaign and see what cool rewards, depending on how much you want to put across to, to pick it up. So what are some of the rewards? So I did the Herbert Herbert West. I think it's called Herbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's from a reanimator. Um, so what I've done is I, I pick up the Blu-ray of the documentary. I pick up a soundtrack. Um, a digital download of the of the of it as well of the of the, of the documentary, and I get a huge poster as well, sort of thing. So mm. the documentary is about three hours long, so not cheap skating on on who they got. I mean, if you watch the the trailer for it and you're into horror, their interview are near enough everybody that that you can think of that that defines eighties horror, you know. And uh, I it's funny because because I've been really getting into it of late. That's why when we talk about movies, I, I, well, I will talk a little bit about it, but I sat and watched Nightmare on Elm Street from 1985. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed those movies from from that era, you know. Um, some are more horror than others, obviously, like The Thing and stuff like that. But I think it's, it's a great, I mean, the documentary looks like it's going to be really cool. And if you're into that sort of sort of stuff, it's uh, worth, a, worth a look down. But, yeah, uh, definitely. Anyway, so I... Ordered a, a bit of vinyl this week, 
that won't be coming probably till next month. But it's the the horror score to Reanimator. This is a um, a repress because the last one was hard to pick up. It, it, it sold out pretty much there and then. This one they've done a second one for Waxworks, so uh, look forward to picking it up. And I did actually watch some of that this week as well. I don't know. Mm. Have you have you seen Reanimator before? Have you heard of it? Years ago, years ago. It's about a bloke who injects people and brings them back to life, isn't yeah. it? Basically, a mad scientist. Sort That's of thing. it. Yeah, yeah. Because he also did Reanimator Two. Yes, there was a sequel. I think there might have been a bit of a third one, but yeah, really cool. But yeah, so I've been looking at that this week. Gaming's been a bit poor because I can't concentrate while being on call. So I have been playing Destiny Two: Season of the Drifter this week, of course. Um, well, so, we've both been doing that. Yeah, but you haven't been playing with me and Chris, have you? So no, you've because been on, I've been on you've PC. Not, yeah, for some of it, but I've also been on Xbox. Oh, okay. So I'm about six forty-three now, my light level. Well, we can talk about how you can speed up that if you've ever looked at it yet or not. I don't know, but. We can chat mm. about that later on in when we get to games. How about yourself? Have you been been up to much? Not really, to be quite honest. Um, I've been trying to do a bit more streaming, although I just haven't had the chance, you know, the opportunities to really do it too much this week. Yeah. Uh, but I've had a couple of uh, sessions. But when people are coming in, they've been really quiet. So come on, guys. You know, if you if you do come in, at least say hello. I'll give you a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but one of the things I was messing about with Streamlabs, because that's what I'm using to stream for the PC. Yeah. And interestingly enough, what they've actually do is they give you the opportunity to create a merchandise store. That's right. Yeah. So you can now get your official Pop Culture Gamers mug or your official Pop Culture Gamers t-shirt by visiting our merch store. And I saw someone on Twitter that I saw someone was up for a mug or two. So yeah, exactly. So that, you know that's good. Um, I've tried to keep the price of it as uh, low as possible. How much? Um, was it, how much were the mugs? I'm trying to remember. Was it about fifteen, seventeen quid or something? Fifteen or seventeen dollars. Dollars. Oh, okay, so that for us would be thirteen, fourteen quid. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, and that I think that that's delivered if I remember rightly as well. T-shirts mm. are in. Your multiple sizes up to triple XL, uh, as well. So, um, you know, a couple of, couple of things might add some more stuff if people are interested in it at all. But I thought the normal stuff that people want isn't probably mugs and t shirt. If you want a bigger mug, then let me know and then I can arrange that as well. Is it one of those, like a sort of pint mug, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's like a bit, you know, it's in ounces. And to me, that means absolutely nothing. Mm. You know, because it's sort of like mugs are pretty standard sizes, but you can now get these super big mugs. I think well, it is a super big mug. I like the super big mug, especially if I'm going to have a soup of some kind. Yeah, they're good like... for that sort of thing. Mm. That's it. Mm. So, cool. So, yeah, so I set up that, um, which was uh, quite good. I've ordered a couple of Blu-rays this week. Um, I saw, I saw. Yeah, a couple yeah. of good ones as well. Yeah, a couple of good ones. Sleepy Hollow. And Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. And do you know what? I'd forgotten that John Candy was in that movie. Oh, really? Because he's, yeah. he's a DJ, isn't he? Yeah. But what you know? What got uh, me was on the uh, cover of it. Mm. I, th- I think Steve Martin was absent from the cover, but John Candy was. Now Steve Martin with the dentist song. Yeah. Was I? Like, you know, synonymous with that film, as far as I'm concerned. I absolutely loved that. 
that movie. It's brilliant. Yeah, I've been I've been always been after a Blu-ray copy. Uh, yeah, but I, I weren't sure, you know, because it was. I'm, you have to let me. Know. Well, we talk about it later on about the quality of it because the problem is with a lot of those, a lot of eighties movies. Sometimes the quality is not as good as even the DVD would have been. So, well, what you got to remember though is as well if they've captured it from the actual film, because it would have been filmed in those days, then the quality is actually better. Mm. So it really does depend greatly. I mean, you can get an eight K version of um, two thousand and one, or it's been broadcast. So, you know, and that's because they shot it in 75 mil or 70 mil, whichever it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was looking on eBay at a couple of movies I was after. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I was after Halloween 2. Yeah. So this would have been the Carpenter version, not the reboot that was done sort of mid, about 10 years ago, which was the yeah. Rob Zombie. And um, the 30th anniversary on, on it on sort of eBay is only going for about 11 quid. Mm. So that's pretty good. So I always have a good look and... Actually, there's a couple of things there. There's like Christine. I was after the Christine. It's a 4K of that. <clears throat> yes. Um, which is about 28 quid. But I think it's the, I think it's a region free copy. So yeah, they obviously cost a little bit more sometimes. The interesting thing about it, so if you think about older movies and 4K, especially the John Carpenter ones, is, you know, you've got all of the like special edition 4k ones mm. they're actually just doing the film in 4k now as well about well, 20 quid well that's right because you know that the box sets i've got they've got the, yeah because i've i've got one as well because i've got the escape from new york right. one and it's the, got the soundtrack and the normal blu-ray and book and all that with it that's it yeah but if you don't want all of that you just want the movie you can get it now for about £20. Yeah, I, I think Sainsbury's are doing them, I think, from Embryonic, because I did have a little nose in there the other day, and I saw They Live was there, disc only sort of thing, mm. if that's what people are after. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got, I mean, we've got the Alien 4K edition coming in April for its anniversary. Mm. So that would probably be a purchase. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a few rumoured, there's a couple of rumoured 4K releases I was looking at, but for some reason, it's not gone to UK, and it's, it's like I was looking at. I think it was let. I think it was Dawn of the Dead, which will be the nineteen seventy eight George a. Romeo, and it's like ninety quid. Mm-hmm. I don't get it, and I'm thinking, hold on a minute. They're paying silly money because it's you know an early adopters market at the moment. When it becomes mainstream, the prices will drop. I reckon what you'll see is a Blu-ray drop into thirteen quid for each one, mm. and then I reckon that uh, 4K movies will either be 15 or 17 when it all settles down and, you know, we're four or five years into the 4K Blu-ray cycle. Ah, now I'll tell you why this is expensive, actually. I've just been having a look because I picked up on eBay. I was after all the cuts from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And there's about four. There's like a Dario and Gento cut. There's a, a European cut. Um, and so on and so forth. So I picked up the a um, American DVD for that, mm. which then I I bought a remote hack for my Blu-ray player, mm-hmm. and it now it now will play um, American discs. Mm. And it's really weird because I thought if I turn it off, well, I have to use the hack again. But no, it works fine. So every time I put the disc in, it doesn't ask for it. But when I go to my Xbox, it tells me to bog off because you can't play it. Yeah. But um, 
the 4K edition of Dawn of the Dead is going to ha- is a six disc six disc limited <laughs> edition. Right. So well, that, that might that will explain why it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, there's some there. Oh, actually, I can have a little look because there's a few out there. Is it, like there's an Italian release for twenty seven quid, but does that mean it's got the English on it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm sure it. Well, if you look, if you have a look and the thing, it'll say that what languages are available. Yeah, because I have to admit, I was looking through and uh, I've been looking for Dune on Blu-ray. Oh, I ain't seen that movie in years. I know, and I really fancied seeing it. And I was looking, and you you can either play City Prices like thirty quid for a Blu-ray. Mm. Um, or get one that is still our region, but it's like primary languages in Italian, but there is an English one on there, or German or whatever. And I thought, I'm not, no, I'm just going to, because I've got it on DVD, but it's just not as good watching it on DVD. And I love that movie. I know that, it, you know, people slate it, but to be honest, Dune as um, a book is, I think, really, really hard to translate to the screen. So I think that, you know, the job that was done on it was absolutely fine. It it took what it needed to. It added some new mythology because the wielding modules uh, were different. Mm. Oh, just, just just looking at this one, um, you know the one I was on about? Um, actually, it says here, looking at it, Region B Blu-ray, Region 3 4K UHD. Mm. So if it's Region 3... Then it plays on anything. Yeah, and I'm assuming if it's... It says Italian, but looking at the back of the box, when I look at the cut, um, that is, let's have a look, that is in Italian, but will it play in English? That's be any problem. Well, what you've got to do is look to see if it's got the audio track in English. Because if it has, then it'll yeah. play in it. Because you remember most Blu-rays or DVDs you put in, it comes up with what language do you want. Oh, man, this is so cool because it's got the European Cut 4K, the European Cut Blu-ray, the European Cut Full Frame, the theatrical version, and the extended version. So it's a great little package. Mm. So I'll have to Google that in a bit. Multitask, it it, it ends in um, one hour, 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) If you hear me go, yes, you know I've probably bought it. Oh, it's a bid, is it? Yeah, this one is, yeah. Oh, leave it till the last thirty seconds. Oh, eh? I always do. I always do. I always mm. do, mate. But um, yeah, I've never, so... I've never not won on eBay when I've used that tactic. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, that's um, yeah, it's worth doing. I think actually. Yeah, I've got. I think I've got, I've got some other bits coming from eBay. I remember now, but uh, you forget sometimes when you 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 order something, mm. and then you get that email saying it's in Sainsbury's ready for collection. <laughs> <laughs> you think, oh, what have they got coming? I can't remember. Yeah, but uh, any any so what else you been up to? Anything else? Um, well, obviously Bohemian Rhapsody was released this week, so I went and got that in four K. Yeah, all the four K splendor of that. Have you watched that movie yet? No, because I've been on call. Uh, um, right, I didn't want to okay. watch it yet, so I might Fair enough. get to watch it. I don't know about next weekend because I'm well. I'll talk to you about it later. I'm away for a couple of days next week weekend. Yeah, but okay. yeah, we'll, well, we'll, we'll sort see. that out. Mm. Um, I must admit, though, it was quite amusing because I thought, right, normally what happens, because Tesco in North Allerton gets so few 4Ks in, Hmm. when it's like a big popular movie like that, they've run out of them by the time you go at five o'clock when you finish work. So I thought, right, I'm going to go to Tesco before I go to work. 
So I walked in Tesco. They have a massive stand of Bohemian Rhapsody. No 4K, Blu-ray or DVD. It's all right, okay? I'll go down to the actual DVD aisle. Nothing there. Mm. No one about. Couldn't get hold of it, so I left. Drove over to the opposite side of North Allerton, got went to Sainsbury's. They had it in. Picked it up. Fine. Not a problem. But what I did, was I thought, I'm going to text, oh, sorry, uh, tweet um, uh, Tesco to say, you know, went in, couldn't find it, had to go to Sainsbury's. You were my first choice, but thanks to Sainsbury's for having it. Mm. Went in the next day, there was like six copies of the 4K in there. <laughs> I thought, to be honest, it's no good now. Horse has already bolted. You should have had those in day one because anybody who's any you know wanted it on that day would have gone to the other side of town to get it. Crazy. So, yeah, it is. And I, I, it just was something that tickled me. But um, other than that, gaming-wise, um, I'm gearing up for the big release this week, which is The Division 2. Yes. Yes, and I got quite a good deal on this because, or I feel I got a good deal. I know that you can buy it probably a little bit cheaper on CD keys. Well, three quid cheaper. Mm. Um, but in terms of what I did was uh, anybody who's played Uplay on the PC, uh, what you can do is you get Uplay credits for uh, doing certain achievements within games. Um, and if you buy anything, you also get uh, Uplay credits as well. So what are the things that they do? Because people tend not to spend them. They just sit there and accumulate, and you buy a couple of bits for the games that you like and then leave them for the next game. Mm. Uh, what I thought was, actually, on the store, they say if you cash in 100, you get 20% off. So, okay, so that knocks it down, you know, to 40 but what was a sweetener was um, Ghost Recon Wildlands was offered for free, or you could have um, Far Cry Primal or Watch Dogs 2, I think it was, for free if you bought it on the Uplay store. So I thought, well, I wanted it on PC because I actually, it was a game I enjoyed playing more on PC than console. Mm. So I've gone PC route. And uh, and now so for thirty nine ninety nine two games. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was good value. Absolutely. Yeah, because Wildlands a hell of a good game. <clears throat> yeah, I, we have played some of that a little bit, haven't we? So we need to play a lot more of that when mm. we can peel you, surgically remove you from destiny. <laughs> <laughs> when is new stuff out in destiny? Though? It's what you know. Let the let the um let Yeah, the but fuss. by the end of the week you've done all of the new stuff, so just move on. No, I'm only I'm only two hundred and sixty something at the moment. Anyway, but two hundred and sixty what? My light level now. Why is your light level so low? You're doing another character. Oh no, sorry. Um two hundred and sixty. What is it? What is it now? Sorry, I'm just look see how can Six hundred and sixty. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm six hundred. Yeah, I'm six hundred and sixty-four. I think maybe. Something yeah, I'm like catching up on you now. Considering well, that you were well, uh, well over a hundred ahead of me. Well, we'll discuss about how that, work, how that works now. But yeah, it's, um, it will, you will slow down, mind you. But um, <laughs> well, to be honest, it hasn't been that fast this week either because I've done most of the things that you're supposed to do. 
Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we, yeah, let's not talk about it now, though, because... Yeah. We'll move on to gaming this week. No longer a dream, but a reality. All right, so... This week, we've got a couple of bits of news. Steve, do you want to do Crackdown, and I'll talk about our other bit. Okay, so Crackdown 1 and Crackdown 2 um, a moment, are totally free to download on your Xbox One on 360. Yeah. And this is not this is not an Xbox Live Gold account required, so it's totally free. And we're talking about the original two two uh, two games. Yeah. Worth downloading. I mean, I, I, did, I did go and pick up number two... This morning, I actually just sort of I'll download it, mm. so I own it. But I never completed it. I didn't find it as much fun as the original. I've heard a lot of people say that. To be honest, I didn't find the first one a lot of fun, but I found the third one fun. Maybe if you went back to the first one, <clears throat> you'd be you'd yeah maybe surprised. Because also because they did do a cleanup of the uh, of the first one as well. Yeah, isn't it uh, sort of like like a enhanced super enhanced. Hit super HD. Thing. That's right. Mm. Yeah, I might give it a go. Might give it a go. Although I've got a lot to get on with. <laughs> well, there's. I mean, to be honest, is. I mean, I was looking. I just had an update on my Xbox for Tomb Raider, which I yes. really need to play. To be honest, I would just sell your copy of it because it's on Game Pass. No, I've got a digital copy. <laughs> so oh, tough make, luck then. <laughs> yeah, tough luck. Yeah, but that's. Um, that is, uh, I've got like the Uber, an Uber edition that was in, in the sale. Mm. So there's no problem with that. But it's a game that franchise that I adore, but I've just not, you know, it's like anything really. It's, you, it's games to play when you feel like it and games you don't want to play. And it just depends how you feel. I have to admit, Tomb Raider, mm. I'm struggling with because the original... Well, the original review, you know, revamped Tomb Raider, the first Tomb Raider game in mm. this trilogy of ones, I really enjoyed, and I completed that on like three platforms. Come, um, the second one, Rise of the Tomb Raider, really, really struggled with it, and then come the third one, I'm back to the same position in it as well. I'm just wouldn't. I got to the bit where you're in the village, and I just I got I started to lose all will to live. I mm. just felt like it wasn't progressing. Well, the second one, which had all the hair in it, isn't it? Is that, is that what you used to say about it? The the second one, uh, I got to that bit in Siberia where uh, you have to go up the hill or whatever it is, mm. and I just I just couldn't get get any sense of direction on that. Well, at I all. Fin- I did finish that one as well. And it's a thoroughly good story. It's well worth because it's like it's it's like an assessing assessing Creed game of such, isn't it? The way the map and what you've got to do in the map, sort of thing. Yeah, in a way. So it's. I mean, again, if if you then think, what can I play that I haven't played? Mm. Maybe just want to dig into it anyway. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, like this game. I don't know if we've got the games for gold list later. I mean, there's some new games there coming out, and you know, it's ongoing at the moment. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of games come out recently, and uh, they've all been big ones as well. Yeah, funnily enough, though, I did put the PlayStation on this morning. Was that just to blow the dust out of the fans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, cool. Yeah, of course it was. No, um, <laughs> it was to it was to just download the Call of Duty. Yes. Yeah, good game is that. And I thought I'd better do that now before I forget. Yes. But then I looked at it again and there's a 
this is funny because I was thinking, well, they only two games now. What's going on? <laughs> I'm thinking, what is Sony playing at? Do you know, I have to admit, you're the only person I know who's saying Sony aren't releasing enough games. I think you're getting Microsoft and Sony mixed. No, there. no, what I mean is on, on, on the free, on the, the, the part, on the passes for, for live. They've only got two games there now, haven't they? So, what if they're, I mean, they could have a bad, real bad month, only having two that aren't. But to be fair, the two that are out there are oh, better I, than the ones that oh, are oh, on that, the Xbox. Oh, without a doubt, 100%, 100%. But it'd be interesting to see how these months progress now. Yeah. Are they going to try and put a really good game in each month to counteract the amount of games that Microsoft put out, maybe? I think, to be honest, they're going to have to really up the game in terms of that If now that they've got rid of PS3 and Vita. Mm. I think they're going to have to either increase the number of games that they give or make them better. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to talk about Anthem? Yeah, it's been a heck of a week for Anthem from um, people saying... Oh, God, it's people saying it's been... Bricking their consoles, particularly a, a PlayStation uh, issue more than an Xbox, although there has been some mm. reports of Xboxes being bricked. Personally, I'm not really sure that that's the case. I can imagine that maybe something's happened that's made them shut down, but I doubt bricked because that's really quite serious. Um, but evidently, um, Sony have been given... Or giving people refunds for the game. Um, but Bioware are not, not down and out completely yet. Mm. What's happened a couple of days ago is, uh, Bioware pushed out the Anthem patch 1.0.3, uh, which was a few days earlier than the scheduled, uh, launch of it, which was due on the 12th of March. And that has some major bug fixes, including stability uh, fixes on there as well. Uh, it's uh, also addressing some of the connection issues. Uh, rest- the, the, for me, one of the best things that they have done is the respawn restrictions have been removed, mm. uh, as well as a number of audio enhancements. But the respawn issue, what, what was happening was you were in a multiplayer game, or, you know, because... Unless you're doing free roam, you have to go in a team. It puts you in a team automatically, which is a bit of a pain in the backside. Mm. But hey-ho. So what 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 they've done, or what what, the way the game was working, was you would, um, if you died, you would just drop to the ground and then your suit would have to be rejuvenated by somebody else in your team. But what happened was people just ran straight past you and it didn't right. stop. And it's, you know, it's like there's been some games where I was sat there for about four or five minutes before someone had come and revived me because you couldn't just respawn. So what they've done is they've taken like the destiny model. Hmm. So depend upon whether or not you're in a respawn restricted area or a normal area, your respawn will either be about 10 seconds or 30. Right. So it's much more along the the destiny kind of kind mm. of model, mm. which I think is a better way of going because then if you are with a load of complete idiots who haven't got the idea of a cooperative game, yeah, then you know you can 
you know, make up for that to some extent, rather than sitting there waiting for someone who would think, oh, actually, they're down. Plus the fact the game doesn't really mark where you are, me, where you are that well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes I think it might be people not noticing you, but when you can see people running past you, it is annoying, especially when there's nothing around you to shoot at, at them reviving you. Um, other things that have uh, happened as well, uh, let's have a look. So we've got the respawn timers. Um, there's been some uh, non-end game missions of now. The respawn count has been done as well as strongholds, legendary contacts, and other end game missions, and all now set up to 30 as well. There's been loot changes. So common items, which are white and uncommon drops, which are green, will no longer appear at players above level 30. There's been supposedly improved stability for all platforms and it fixed a number of issues that were causing crashes or connection problems. I'm still having connection problems with the game. Mm. One that I was most annoyed with was we were like seconds away from destroying the stronghold boss and I lost connection to the server. That was annoying. Very, very annoying. But, you know, here we go. Uh, and there's also been a number of other uh, fixes as well in terms of the audio. There's also been um, stuff that they've done in terms of uh, balancing some of the weapons as well. Um, all sorts of stuff. There's a massive long list. Uh, VG247 has a list mm-hmm. of all of the things that are, you know, the, all of the uh, fixes for the patch. But it's going to be the, you know, it's one of many patches. The, the problem with, I think, the game is this financial year thing and about getting the game out early enough so that it can actually bring back money in that financial year. Bioware did the same thing with Mass Effect. It harms the game. You know, Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't a bad game, but when it launched, it was awful because of all of the bugs. And <clears throat> Anthem suffering exactly the same thing. And what this game feels like to me is very much like it's on the path that um, No Man's Sky was on, but also with a bit of the Destiny stuff mm. in there that where people level criticisms as well. So <clears throat> the game's fine to play when it works, but when it doesn't work, it's dead annoying. Do you think all of this is still going to affect its, um, its base of players? Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Until they get it all sorted out and there'll be some people who just won't go back to it Mm. I I think it's too dangerous to release games in an unfinished state and this was not really finished either that or else it had really terrible Mm. um, testers I don't understand just of late games that are are really sort of not being well thought out for their launch do you know what I mean so I think it's been more of an issue this gen than any other time it is absolutely. I mean, we've had a few other games that you know. Obviously, you've mentioned uh, No Man's Sky, for example. But is are they are these developers being bullied into getting these games out a bit earlier than than they should do? I think they will be, yeah. Because we we see there's been a few layoffs of late as well from some companies. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of pressure on the developers. I think because it's still this is still one of the biggest forms of entertainment. Well, it's bigger than the movie movie industry yeah, nowadays. Yeah, it is, believe it or not. 
So it's a real shame. I mean, I'd like to at some point maybe dig deep into it, but I'm just, it's just right. I just hear all what's going on. I think, well, I don't want to bother, you know, when it's like this. Yeah, well, it's better than it was, but like I said, they said they've connect, uh, fixed the connection problems. I haven't. Mm. I'm still having them. And that was after the install of the patch. Yeah. In a matter of fact, the second patch that they did was the most stable that had had the game when it was launched. Mm. But what was what I was still having, and I'm still having before and now, was when I launched a game about... Once every three times I launch a game, it comes up with uh, Anthem is taking too long to load. You know, please wait a couple of seconds and then try again, mm. error code, whatever. And then it goes back to the dashboard, which is really, really annoying. But then when you launch it again, <coughs> it normally connects. But when I did patch number two, I got less of that. And I certainly, I never got booted out of the game once, I think, on patch two. Mm. But I started to get booted out again on patch three. So they've they've unsettled something that was was for me more stable. So yeah, it's yeah. a it's a funny old game. Is video games? Yeah, it's just I don't know. What was that? I think that that was my phone somewhere beeping away. Someone was talking in the background, or something. Yeah, I think it was my phone. <laughs> I think it was uh, Siri. Ah, okay. I don't know why Siri suddenly decided to talk or what it said. Turn it sharp. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, do you want to uh, do the new releases, and I'll? Or did you have another bit of news? Did you say? Uh, no, we, we we we. I think we've discussed last week, so it was exciting. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So new releases. So the first one here we got for the twelfth of the month. We've got hyper hyperspace outlaw digital only on PC. Then for the 15th, we've got One Piece World Seeker, and that is Xbox, PC, and PlayStation 4. We have Space Hulk on the Switch. We've got Lego Movie 2, the video game on the Switch. We've got the Caligula Effect Overdose, PlayStation 4 and Switch. And, of course, the big one this week, or say this month, will be Tom Clancy's The Division 2 on all platforms. Unless, of course, you've got the PC version on Uplay, in which case it's a 12th. Yeah. Like three days early. <laughs> For what <Woo-hoo>. it's worth. <laughs> Woohoo. Uh, one thing I would say is, though, that the Lego movie hmm. uh, is actually already out. I think oh, okay. they, they must have brought forward the release date on that. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. This week's charts, we've got at number five, uh, down one from last week, we have Red Dead Redemption. At number four, new entry, the Lego Movie video, uh, 2 video game. At number three, down from two, we have Far Cry New Dawn. Up from number three to two is FIFA 19. It's still hanging in there. But at number one for the second week is Anthem. So obviously, all of the bad press isn't really affecting it that much. Yeah, who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Anyway, Steve, um, do you want to tell us about your Destiny game in this week? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, should we, should we leave that? Do you want to bring, up, bring in your stuff first? So you've got quite a bit. All right. And then we can just jump on Destiny 2 at the end, maybe. Okay. Um, well, I'll start off with Anthem then, since mm. we've already been talking about that. So <clears throat> I have to say, it's a bit of a love-hate relationship for me, is this game at the moment. I love playing it, but I hate it when it crashes. <laughs> 
Oh, it won't load properly. Uh, mm. And I have had several issues with the game playing. However, it's been a lot more stable on patch two. Patch three has addressed some of the issues, but there's still a little bit of dis- instability in there, as I've already said. Um, I think that the enhancements in terms of the respawn are a godsend for the gameplay. It's really made the game uh, a little bit easier to play in that sort of respect. I'm getting mm. more used to the flying mechanism uh, as well. I'm starting to get better gear, so I've got getting blue gear now um, rather than the green. Um, I remember those days in a certain other game. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So there's a lot of similarities with Destiny. Mm. Um, but the, the the world is just so lush and so beautiful to, to go around. I think one of the main issues I have with the game, and I know that this could be addressed probably by changing the gamma on my TV or on the game itself, mm. but is sometimes when you're flying around, it gets really dark. And you can't really see where the heck you're going, which is a bit weird. Well, some people have the same issue with Destiny occasionally. I don't know if it's just their TV settings. Yeah, well, I mean, I've calibrated it pretty much the same way as I would calibrate Destiny. Hmm. So I don't know what's going on with it. But um, sometimes, you know, I could be looking and thinking, where on earth am I supposed to be flying and fly straight into a wall? It's a bit weird. but. Another thing um, as well is, you know, you said that when you were flying, you, if as soon as you hit something, you'd go careering down to a crash. Mm, yes. I think that they've tweaked that because I've hit things and just bounced off some stuff. Depends upon how, in what direction I hit them. If I hit them head on, mm. <clears throat> then that's it. That, you know, I'll crash. But otherwise, you tend to bounce off stuff now, which might be an enhancement that they've done. It certainly wouldn't make sense. But I'm definitely uh, loving the Storm Javelin, which is the elemental one, because, you know, there, you know, you can change the elements that you're using, a bit, bit like Destiny, really, apart from you can, like, fire ice bolts and fireballs or, mm. you know, whatever, lightning bolts, all sorts of stuff. And you can change those as you're going along as well. Um, or not going along, but when you get back to the forge, you can, you know, upgrade to... You know, if you found a new ability that's on a higher level, you can change it to that. Yeah. But some of the upgrades there will affect things like the availability of our, uh, of your um, ammo for certain weapons or reinforce your uh, armor and stuff like that, and some won't. So everything's sort of like got a bit of a trade-off somewhere along the line, mm-hmm. which makes it quite interesting and about getting the right balance in terms of your javelin. When you play it, especially in the earlier levels, probably. Yeah, it's, uh, I suppose it's again. It's uh, it's just getting used to how to use everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm <clears throat> level twelve now, so I'm not I'm not really high up mm. on the game. But uh, it's not through lack of trying. A lot of the time, it's because the game's crashed, and I thought I've oh, got something else. But I do keep going back to it. It's a game that keeps pulling me back in mm. because it is good fun to play when you get to players. It'd be great to have a few people that I know around me, you know, so that you can go and do strongholds and stuff like that. But uh, at the moment, I'm the only one who's seen, you know, that I'm playing it (laughs) (laughs) on Xbox. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I I think don't, you know, don't be a slave to the media 
in terms of this game. Don't listen to all of the hate for it because the, the more I'm sort of like watching the media now, the more I'm thinking it, there's time to take less and less notice of it. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of social media, I mean by that. Um, and even actually the media itself, because I don't know whether or not you're aware, but there's a heck of a thing going on with Brie Larson with Captain Marvel. Okay. And, you know, it's just her going on about, um, you know, like, well, the, the pointed hatred is supposed to be against white males, you know, and Disney doesn't want white males coming and seeing the movie and Brie Larson's being really? insulted with, yeah, about white males and stuff like that. And it's all of this. And I just, I, nowadays I'm starting to think actually a lot of these things are, uh, maybe not the agendas of the movies, but they're the, just the agendas of the uh, people who, want to be famous for five minutes. Mm. Um, and do you know what? Brie Larson's entitled to her own opinion on stuff. And if she said whatever it is, it's, you know, it's like the, your woman power and whatever, yeah, whoop, whoopie-doo. But to be honest, most of the bosses I've ever had in my career have been women. So I have no problem with woman power. I'm surrounded by, you know, high-level women. I'm surrounded by high-level men, at, you know, in my work. You know, are paid a lot of money to do whatever it is that they do. Doesn't really matter. We're all just people, just so boring. Mm. So I'm just, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to Captain Marvel and going to see that and just avoiding all of the, the hype about it. But I think that, um, Anthem is suffering from exactly the same thing. People who are jumping on a bandwagon in order to get themselves noticed. Hmm. Which takes away from the whole point of actually doing a re- proper review. Yeah, uh, well, these days some of these games are the ongoing reviews nowadays, aren't they? Well, some games you have to have ongoing reviews because the game can change from one month to the next. Look at Destiny. You know, mm. that <clears throat> that changes every, what, four months? They bring new stuff in and then the interim bits that they have in between. Yeah, and then the update, the sandbox, and everything else. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, I just wish a lot of these videos would just disappear now. Mm. I think that there are very few people who do genuine reviews online. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do, you know, jumping onto a bandwagon. There's too many bandwagons, really, isn't there, at the minute? Oh, God, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to my next game. So my next game is Headlander. Yeah, it, I think I did see this this morning when I was just browsing the Game Pass. Yes, is it on Game Pass or is it? It's not gold, is it? It is Game Pass. It's Game Pass, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So Headlander, basically, uh, it's a futuristic platform puzzle adventure game. Is the only way I can really describe it. Mm-hmm. It's obviously third person. Uh, that you're looking at it and basically in the future robots have taken over wherever humanity was and you're the lone survivor of the human race or something like that and basically you're a disembodied head in a space helmet with a rocket pack where your neck should be (laughs) Um, and in this world there are 
a number of robots that you can rip their heads off and then take over their bodies to achieve specific tasks. Yeah, okay. So that's the story, okay? Uh, basically, uh, you have to... I can't remember what it what it is that you have to do or why you're doing everything that you're doing. But basically, that that's where you are. So you've got to like, escape this base or whatever, and it's space station. Hmm. So the way that the game plays is you can either walk around using an alien body, which is part one of the mechanics of the game, which is if you're a certain coloured body, you'll be able to open up certain doors. So like you start off, you know, you like a white suit, that just that's just a very basic sort of thing. But then you can move on and get a red uh robot to get through into red areas a yellow one an orange one a blue one whatever Mm. you know and that works quite surprisingly well actually the the other robots will attack you because they know that you're human um or what's left of you is human and you know you you can fly over to them or you can either shoot them if you've got a body or you can fly over to them um and when you fly over, you can then use your tractor beam to rip the heads off, and then you can take over their bodies. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, sort of cheesy kind of game. Um, the the styling is very um, future modern retro, you know, from the 60s. Mm. Together with, actually, I think that the filter that they must put over the game, because it does have, like, that very much a, a retro... 60s sort of film where you know it's like a lot of a lot of the 60s furniture you know the the curves and that sort of stuff that was made to look modern yeah 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 so it's all that sort of styling the puzzles are um not super easy but not really taxing as well uh mm-hmm. it's an enjoyable sort of thing the game's got a lot of humor uh in it as well the there's a, a massive map to have a go at as well it's it's kind of like a bit like a game version of uh, um, a sci-fi version of shadow complex in terms of the way that it looks you know that's out of like side on 2.5d kind of game mm-hmm. so yeah well worth a look if you especially if you've got game pass because it's for free yeah because obviously if you're not too keen on it you can just delete it and move on Exactly, exactly. So you're not losing it, are you? That's, good, that's, that's the greatest thing about Game Pass. It, you, you're not pressured into any game to buy. No. And the other thing as well is if you've got a PlayStation, this was, I think, given away with PlayStation Plus a couple of months ago. Mm. <clears throat> so you should already have it in your collection if you've got Plus. If you're on the ball. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> so I think I missed out on, on one of the other ones, but hey, hey, ho. It's, yeah. it's the way it goes. Yeah, you you need to get your act together and get that PlayStation on, Mark. I should do. I should buy do. buy buy the uh, season pass for Destiny on the PlayStation. That'll get you playing it, Mark. <laughs> See, you could do two characters when you've run out of all of those, you know, uh, Prime Gambit engrams that you've been chasing all week. You could just go over to oh, the other platform. Wait. Oh, I've got to about that later. I've been, I've been hard at work <clears> with that, but yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so come on, so tell me about, i just seen what you got next to talk about. I'm really intrigued about this. Oh, Resident Evil 2. By what's happened to you in the past, yeah. 
Yeah, I've got it on Xbox One X and I've started the campaign. You started again. From scratch. Honestly, I think, how far did you get? Because I think you can easily work on it pretty quickly. Well, I've played it for about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. No, sorry, less than that, about an hour. And uh, where did I get to? Um, Probably past, past the demo part of it. I'd got to the library. Right. Yeah, I'd got to the library. And you now got to find the jackhammer. Yes. Amongst that's other where, things. That's where I've got to. You know, I've had the conversation with uh, Claire saying, you better run because that's going to, you know, it's dinner time sort of thing. What you want to try <clears> and do <throat> yeah. is remember that do as much as you can before you get to the point with the helicopter crashing at the back of the host, back of the police station, because soon as you think turn the water on to go through the the the, the corridor where the the, uh, the helicopter's in the way, yeah, Mister X turns up. That's when he turns up to try and go everywhere that you need to go before you do that bit. I mean, it doesn't bother Mister X doesn't bother me. I just leave, I leave him and run around like a maniac, and he he wanders off. Yeah, yeah. No, but, I, to be honest, it doesn't bother me either. No. I, w- I wanted him to turn up, show up so I could shoot his hat off. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got the achievement then yet? Well, no, because I haven't seen him yet. Oh, okay. But I, w- yeah, I won't be far off that. That's pretty easy to do. Yeah, it is. I got the one where you sh- you know shove the flash grenade in the zombie's mouth and then you shoot it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, so, there's, a, and there's another one to do later on as well, which is, well, if you, if you, if you check it out, I mean... Sometimes it can be a bit of a spoiler with with looking at the achievements. Yeah, but excuse me. There's one later on. I think it might be the sewers somewhere around there, mm. or from that sort of point that you've got to kill one of the mini bosses first time round to get an achievement. And if you don't, then you will miss out on that achievement. Right. But I can tell you a bit later on when you get closer to that. Yeah. So the sewer doesn't spoil it. Yeah. But you're finding it easier this, this time round, though. Well, it's because basically I know where most of the stuff is up to where I've got to. Mm. Although some bits I'm thinking, what did I have to do here? And so, sometimes that can work against you rather than for you. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's it's not too hard. Oh, not cool. for, not for, to where I've uh, got to. Although yeah. one or two bits, I was thinking, "Oh God, you can play better than this. You did better on the PC." <laughs> well, as I say, don't. It's it's a great story to finish, even if you say just do do each first time round. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's well worth worth doing it. Mm. So yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, but no, I enjoying playing it again. Mm. But I've already started playing that today. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I had about an hour uh, this morning on it after mm-hmm. being at Tesco. <laughs> so I don't know, don't know why I got it again, but I did. There you go. That's all right. Yeah, it's quite it's quite generous on achievements. Oh, it is, and there's um, actually a couple of little bits of other DLC, free bits of DLC you can download as well. Yeah. So if you check that out, I think there's the you've got the old pixelated. Outfits from the original game, yeah, and stuff like that. They got. If you're a big mm. fan of it, you'll appreciate it. Yeah, and there's also the whatever biker outfit. I can't remember what it was called, but the character was originally going to be the star of that game. 
That's right, yeah. Yeah, but that's for Claire. Yeah, if you've got that to do as well, yeah, remember, you've got to do both. Yes, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so come on, let's talk Destiny. So, I think I'm really enjoying I mean, I, I do love this game, and you know that. I, I I do say when things are wrong with it, but I'm I'm really enjoying this, this, this DLC, especially because I do love Gambit. Yeah. And I've been thoroughly enjoying myself in the reckoning. Yeah, I don't know. Have you have you had a dig in there yet? No. Okay. Not yet. I think because you're a little bit lower on light level. I'm only seven levels down. Oh, that's not too bad then. Because it's recommended six fifty light level. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I think I'm. Well, the way my character is set out at the minute, I'm on six fifty four. Oh, so lower than you thought then? Yeah, so it's a bit lower. Yeah, but. Do you know what? I think the the gear you're getting, there's been a slight issue with the with the the the, the level it's getting in there at. Yeah, and there's going to be an update on Tuesday to sort these issues out. I have to admit that it, you know the six forty light level stuff, uh, the uh, the ranking up for you. Yeah, yeah, that, that the bounty thing. If you're quite high level. I, I only needed two bits, and then that got me to 640. Oh, really? So it was pointless yeah, so then? To, so to be honest, after that, it was pointless, which is why I've slowed down on the the ranking up, because I, I just so quickly got there. And I was actually getting drops that were higher. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, though, there was there was a little issue with, with some of the drops and, and, the, and the levels they've been coming at. Now, because if you if you'd hit six forty, then you, if you got all those engrams to do the prime ones that are going to mm. give you higher than what you are, you should pretty much get to six fifty pretty quickly. Yeah. And the same thing, even with Chris, I, we we I took him into the forge, right? And we 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 did the first forge with him, so that was really cool. So he got his he got the machine gun. Well, I need to do the forge because. Um, I'm still got that one outstanding, and being at the level I'm at now, it should be a heck of a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really good fun, and we, I think it, we failed the first attempt, but we did it on the second attempt, and then went back in on, a, on another attempt to just grind some bits out. Yeah. So, but I, I, I do love the the way this is working. We got obviously we've got Zer coming later with some bounties and some story and quests to go with that. He hasn't brought any bounties this time, though, has he? It's not yet, no. It's not for another week or two. Yeah, waiting for everybody to catch up. Probably. And with the way that the Gambit Prime works, I really enjoy that. It's a much more high-intense game. Yes. And it's 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 a quicker game as well compared to the, the other Gambit level Gambit um, mode that we have originally. Well, it can we, be. I was in a game that lasted about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> for for one game because everybody we kept nipping each other's side and then killing the other ones, uh, you know, um, healing the prime evil. Yeah. So what is really good is I do love the idea of of this new armor that you get you get to play in Gambit. Right. So as, as I said last week, you've got four types of armor. Yeah. You got the Reaper, the Collector, the Invader, and I can't oh, I can't think what the fourth one was now. Top of my head. But anyway. Yeah, but you so, you get like the little medallions, don't you? Then you use that one, and it sets you up as that for however long. So what? Minutes so, or something. No, no. So what you do is when you start doing 
the Gambit Prime with the start of the DLC when you when you go and see him. Yeah. You go to play your first game of Gambit Prime. Yeah. Then he gives you a, a moat collector. Yes. And you put your moats in. You put your moats into that to get the the ones you have to use in the reckoning. So when you're winning these tags in Gambit, I don't know if you've have you done much of Gambit Prime at all yet. Yeah. Okay. So you see those tags you can get. Yes, I've got loads of them. Yeah. So you put one of those into the moat collector to get this moat out, and then you take then you t- go to the reckoning and you put that moat into the collector which allows you to then jump down into the into the into the cavern where the where the first part of the which is tier 1 on on the reckoning. And so where where is it where how do you put it in then? So it's again it's another you know like you do in the normal standard game of gambit. Yeah. You know when you collect the moats and you put them in that collector? Yeah. It's one of those. So you you go in you, what you do is you start off for the reckoning you come at this little um staircase area all, all sort of metal looking and that and there's a like little time vortex which you jump through which takes you to the reckoning yeah. and as you come into that it's all very white and pristine and clean and you'll see at the top there you'll see the collector which you're very you see very familiar so when you're all up there you put the collect you put your moat in the collector yeah. and then you jump into the into the cavern to, to do the tier and as long as you finish that tier so you get 100%. You you clean out all the ads. Yeah. And then you clean up the big boss. Then you get you get um, transported back to where the, the collector is. Yeah. And collect your RNG bit of loot. Right, okay. So I've got, like, for example, at the moment, I've, I'm have i one piece short of getting a full full outfit. So you're going to have your, you're going to have your, all your armors. Your armor as it is standard is, but it's going to be, it's going to be for for Gambit to, to use. So I've got quite a few bits and pieces there. Mm-hmm. Some of them you have to actually infuse, but there's some actual mini mini bounties where you can have like I as I think I had a, an Invader helmet drop, and that dropped at about six fifty four on its own. So it's just it's really good, and I, I think once you go to the reckoning, you can stay in it and just keep if you've got enough of them there, you just use those moats. Yeah. Keep infusing them into it and use them in the collector. Also, one of the bounties will give you an upgraded collector. Yeah. So originally it was for green. So you can see it as a green collector at the moment, can't you? Mm-hmm. Well, the next one's a blue one, which you allow for tier two because tier two's just started now. And I'm a bit too low for that. And then obviously a bit later we'll get tier three, which would be probably purple. Right. So, yeah, it's... If if you want to jump on a if you do whatever, you know because I'm always on it if you want to jump on the Xbox and have a go yeah just give me a shout I'll probably be on tonight at some point <laughs> well I will be soon as this podcast is over well I'll have to edit it first oh yeah oh yeah but if you sometimes you, you do it in the next day but if you want to just jump on for a, for an for an hour or so yeah we'll before see. that and we'll have a we'll have a good go at it I'm just it's really good I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. And obviously, there's some new new exotics to come, and the Thorn Quest comes in about a week's time as well. So it's all good. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on gaming? No, we can swiftly move on. All right. In that case, then we'll move on to movies, TV, and streaming. In quest of a better life. 
All right, so a bit of bad news to start off, uh, for especially for any of us who were around in the 80s, uh, in the fact that uh, Jan Michael Vincent, who is best known for playing the daredevil pilot of Stringfellow Hawking back in the 1980s with the TV series Airwolf, has sadly passed away at the age of 74. Mm-hmm. So, shame. I mean, in terms of his career, he was nominated for Golden Globes in 1971 for the film Going Home Again, and again in 1984 for the miniseries uh, The Winds of War. Uh, he also appeared with big stars like Charles Bronson in the film The Mechanic and also Burt Reynolds in Hooper uh, and in a seminal uh, surfing film Big Wednesday. So, mm. you know, he's had a, a few good films <coughs> under him in his career as well although I think after Airwolf he kind of was a little bit harder to find <laughs> anywhere really wasn't it probably set him up for life did that series but who knows yes it was it was okay as a series I was more of a Blue Thunder fan myself oh I was definitely Airwolf definitely you Airwolf because they ripped Blue Thunder off so <laughs> It was. I think Blue Thunder came first, but you know, there you go. Didn't that Blue Thunder have uh, Ben Parker? It was Roy Schneider was the pilot. Oh, was it? Mm. I, th- I thought. I thought at some point there was um, him. Who was on the Rockford Files. Was on that as well, wasn't he? I can't remember that. I remember there was. Um, I think uh, is it Malcolm McDowell was in it as well, right? But and he was the he was the sort of the, the villain of the piece in in the film. But uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a real shame. I mean, we had another death as well, didn't we? Who was that? Luke Perry from Nine Hundred Two. Oh yes, yeah, that happened last week, didn't it? Or was it, it last... earlier this week? I don't know. It just seems very close together. Those two. Yeah, such a shame as well. I mean, he, you know, you like him a, with that. Yeah, because he had a stroke, and then it all went quiet, and then suddenly he didn't. You know. They yeah. Couldn't, couldn't get him back. So. Well, how old was he? he was about fifty-four, wasn't he? Something like no, that. No, I think. I think he was a bit more than that, maybe. I, I might be wrong. Th- I don't think he was, you know. I think he was... Uh... Let me just have a look. Say <clears throat> so there was... Um, it was like... There was oh, there was some interviews with people saying about it, and they were really cut up. Would you, what's it say? Um, it's very quiet. It, it's, it's very typical, isn't it? It's... Um, you know, every time you looked at Luke Perry before, mm. yeah, he was 52. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a bit younger than me. Yeah, sort of like in between us. That's uh... <clears throat> sober in thought. <laughs> yeah. And but... shall I make, I, I know you want to, um, there's other news. I just want to have a little talk about that. So I'm going to say too much because. I've just been watching it in the news and I, I don't really want to say too much of my thoughts, but I've been watching that Michael Jackson documentary. Okay. And I've only watched the first two hours of the two-parter. But it has caused a bit of a stir, rightly so. Yeah. Whether it's, whether what's right or what isn't right, um, that's, that's the, whole, the only way I'm going to play it out. Mm. But it's got to the point where the, the guys that, that make Simpsons have dropped the Michael Jackson episode. And pulled it from their schedule. Yeah. And not in the UK. It's just been more around the world that they've been stopped playing Michael Jackson songs. And oh, I just can't get mad around it, to be honest. It's it's 
maybe something that should have been left alone because he's passed away now for 10 years. And, you know, why drag all this up now? Well, where, I mean, where is it coming from? But to be honest, just because, you know, if, if he had offended, mm. so I, I haven't seen the program, to be honest, but I've mm. seen other programs about it. Yeah. If he is an offender, then, you know, he, he has caused harm to children. Mm. And, you know, rightly or wrongly, I think that that, you know, for the, for the victims themselves, you know, that needs to be recognized. Oh yeah, that's it. But it's just a bit posthumous, isn't it? Really, I know. But but it is. It, it don't don't have don't have don't have your dinner at the same time when they're talking about it. Honestly, it's just mind numbing to be honest. And even the missus was a draw, sort of hit the floor with what was what was being talked about. Yeah, I'd... that's all. That's all I really want to say about it. It's just I will watch the second part just to finish it off. I have to admit, I'm I want to watch it. But uh, I've just not got round to it yet. But I'm sure it'll be on or, or, uh, four or is it on four or is it on the Beeb? Um, or which channel is it on? I think it was Channel Four or E Four. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so it's. I mean, I'm a great. I loved his music and I followed it throughout his career. There's never been an artist like him since, and never will be anyone like him ever again regarding his music because it, he was. What the, he was so, the king of pop that was what he was termed for. He was basically that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like all of his music, but there was a lot of the ones I really liked. I mean, we had a a bit of a chat <laughs> the, uh, this afternoon on the questions page, or part of the, your questions mm. from the show um, about the revelation that I don't like Elvis. I don't like him. Music's completely oh, subjective. Oh, it is. But, uh, I mean, but one it, or two people were like, "What, Craig and Nikki? I'm looking at you guys." So, <laughs> all right. So, if you say you don't like Elvis, right? Yeah, but I also, I also don't like um, the Beatles. You, no, I like the Beatles. So, people say you're either a Beatles man or an Elvis man. So, you're a Beatles man. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, but I also, I don't like um, what do you call him. Uh, Prince can't stand Prince. Really, really hate Prince. But I completely respect that other people do. But I just don't like it. <laughs> don't like him. I don't like his music. Well, I say music is is a personal thing anyway. I, I would One... say, to be honest, music is probably more subjective than art. It, I mean, when I say art, I mean like painting and that sort of stuff. I know mm. that music is art. I'm not saying it's not. Mm. What I'm saying is, I, th- I think as a form of art, I think it's more subjective than other forms. Mm. What do yeah. you think? Well, it can be as a, as objective. I mean, someone else that passed away this week was um, the lead the lead singer to Progeny. Yeah. And he unfortunately commit suicide yeah you know actually three and actually three in about a week isn't it the way it goes yeah and uh i was talking to somebody i work with mm. and she was uh telling me oh i've uh had a drink with him <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't even know it was him oh really <laughs> really because he... evidently it was at a festival mm. And the, what she told me was that, um, you know, she was sat down talking to this bloke and uh, she just happened to turn around and said, have you been wearing makeup? 
And he said, "Well, yeah, I've just been on stage, and that was when she realised it was." Did, didn't didn't he go on with Twisted Firestarter? And then <laughs> no, evidently not. And evidently, he was completely different to his persona. Hmm. He's a normal guy. I mean, you know, when you look at him on stage, you think he's some sort of maniac, don't you? You know, yeah, maniac, druggie. Exactly. Even my, my missus said, "Oh, he died. Oh, that was drugs." Then I said, "Well, no, not necessarily. Don't be so." Close eyes on it, you know. But but that that was that that was the look that he chose. Yeah, exactly. And his it was great. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed um, Prodigy. Well, I mean, let's face it. You know, Wipeout wouldn't have been Wipeout without Firestarter, would it? No, you know. Again, I say music. Music is one man's enjoyment, and someone else would want to switch it off straight away. Yeah. One man's enjoyment, another man's pain. Yeah, yeah. Whether you like death metal, heavy metal, pop. Jazz, soul, whatever yeah. it's going to be, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or I mean, some even. people actually like opera, and in other parts of you know the, the world, it's used as a form of torture. Yeah, I, I actually there's a couple of Arabic pieces I actually like, to be honest. Yeah, I've got a couple of favourites, and I, I, th- I think as well the other thing about music is your t- your tastes do change over time. Yeah, they probably do. Or there's one track, there's one band you might have hated, but then suddenly they seem to, it seems to click and you enjoy their music well, for yeah. whatever reason. I mean, Take, that was a perfect example for me. I used to hate them the first time round. Mm. Used to be, oh, they're a lot of rubbish, you know, blooming boy band or whatever, but now they're <laughs> one of my favourites. Oh, I'm looking forward to this year's concert. Yeah, but, you know, it's like, also, I like quite like a bit of Tom Jones now. I like the classic sort well, of Tom Jones But it's funny because stuff. some of these guys now, They've sort of what's the word used? They've suddenly become hip again, or cool, or whatever you want to call it. They're like it's like uh, a cult following them, isn't it? Really, it is. Whether it's like yeah. it would have been Frank Sinatra, for, for example. Obviously, he's not with us anymore. You know, he's, he's other sort of you know because because a lot of the bands and um, singers we like, they're their favourites as much as anyone else's, and then they get the influences off of them as well. Well, I mean, look at, you know, Frank Sinatra with his connections to the Mafia. Yeah. Supposedly. <laughs> you know, it's so... Just because someone's famous doesn't stop them doing stuff that's wrong. Oh, no, not at all. In a matter of fact, it might be an enabler. Think of Jimmy Savile. <laughs> that's another story. Anyway, do you want to talk about your other bit of news? <clears throat> yeah, so Avengers Endgame. Uh, evidently, the directors, Anthony and Joe Russo, have announced that they have completed their cut of the Avengers Endgame. So this is the fourth uh, movie in the Avengers uh, series. Mm-hmm. And the Russo brothers have said that evidently Disney and Marvel were prepared to release the Endgame movie at whatever runtime was necessary, even if the extended length could limit show times and possibly decrease the film's immediate box office mm. potential. Now, that is the type of thing I like to hear. <laughs> because that means that they're releasing it as a... F- while it's still to make money, but they're releasing it as a film because they know that, that that's, that's fan support. Mm. Because it means that the film will tell the story that is needed to be told in whatever time it takes. Um, so, <coughs> and the release date for Endgame is the 26th of April. Mm. So, only six weeks away. Yeah. Cool. Can't wait. I'm not so sure about Captain Marvel when I'm going to get to see it. I might, it might even be the first Avengers movie in God knows how long I actually have to watch on, uh, 
on Blu-ray first. Mm. Uh, but that's more because well, my my friend he who I always go to cinema with, he's uh, his children want to go and see it, so it's sort mm. of like he has to take them. It's all right. Because <laughs> can't you just get your missus to take him? He said, "No, evidently not." <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, it's you know, I mean, it's the the MCU now is I mean, it's coming maybe coming to an end, isn't it? In a way, <clears throat> I think it'll be coming to a reset. Mm. Um, because I tell you what has gone very, very quiet. Do you remember a, a year or two ago, female Thor, female was, Iron Man, all uh, of that? Don't go there because we've had a we've had another few reboots as females, and I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't think that these reboots. I think that they're actually quite insulting to the people, who, you know, to the whatever it's been rebooted to because it's sort of like. Oh well, it has been, but we'll 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 let you be this. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's sort of like it feels a bit patronising. We'll let you have this one. <laughs> Pat on the head. Go away. We've we've done our. You know, let's just be. Honest. Let's just have what they're supposed to be. Anyway, yeah. Right. Let's do cinema releases. Do you want to do those, Steve? I just wanted to quickly mention something else. Oh God, you haven't mentioned it, and as as we're quite into it. The the news this week has come that Arrow, the TV show, is coming to an end. Yes, and it's gonna the, it's gonna be a shorter season next season as well. Yeah. Now I don't know the ways and reasons why there's. I I don't think, or I'm not too sure that there's going to be like a, a a separate universe where they're all going to be thrown into the mix. I'm not quite sure. Right. With the Arrowverse, as they call it, there's going to be with this next season there will be another crossover. Yeah. But it's it's a shame it's going. I mean, to be honest, if Supergirl went, I wouldn't miss it. But Arrow, I, I I do enjoy and listening to some of the reactions from members of the cast saying, you know, saying it's a shame because mm. I think you know if they all stay or they all go because of how that all works. Yeah, I must the- I must admit in terms of the crossover. This last time, one of the characters did say, "Well, this seems to be an annual event now." <laughs> I haven't, I haven't watched the crossover yet. So. Oh, that, watch out for that line because that is quite amusing when they say it. But there is some other um, CW shows that are going to be in this universe, right? So we'll see when how they progress and, and move on from there. Maybe, maybe one of those will take its place. Be quite good if they could do a Batman TV series again. Well, there's going to be a, I think, is it Batgirl they're going to be doing or something? Apparently, I've, I've read. Right. So okay. Should be interesting. And also, we got there's there's oh, if it's rumours or more confirmed now that we're going to see some more Constantine. Okay. I know. <laughs> I know you're a bit sour on Legends. Oh, I just think Legends is a complete. It's legendary rubbish now. I know, I know, but I have watched probably more episodes than you now, I think, on that one. <laughs> what, I've watched all of the episodes? Oh, you have, have you? Are you still uh, watching yeah, it? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been watching it every week. I okay. just think it's utterly trash since I've started doing the uh, the fairy tale stuff. Yeah, okay. Anyway. It has got, you can't admit it hasn't, you know, it's, gone it's up, bit, it's gone down in quality. It's a bit, it's a bit more of an odd, odd one now, but I have chuckled at some of them. Not all of them, but I'm, you know. I'm not saying it's not funny bits said. I'm just saying, yeah. I think that it's, in comparison to what it was when it started, not a shadow of itself. No, I just got, I think on that episode where they were looking for one of the past characters from the villain, if you remember yeah. his daughter. Not much right. about there. Okay. So, anyway, do you want to do cinema releases, yeah? 
Yeah, you do that. And I'll do uh, the blue Okay, ring. so what we have, we have got Ben is Black. We have The Progeny, which is nothing to do with It's the not band. Ben is Black, it's Ben is Back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. That sounded like you were going to do it a lethal weapon, but he's Blick. Yeah, anyways, so Ben, ben, is, ben back. is back. We have the Progeny, which has nothing to do with Firestarter. Which is no, it's a horror, horror, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, what Men Want. We have Under the Silver Lake, The Vanishing Girl, and the only one I know about at the moment is Fisherman's Friends. Yeah, and it's a, and, a movie about the sweets, isn't it? No, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't stand those sweets. They're disgusting. But anyway, yeah. but the yeah. film doesn't look too bad, actually, to be honest. Yeah, and it's I've forgotten uh, the name of the guy because uh, I really like him. Yeah, it was on. Uh, uh, what's his name? Did he play in Sherlock? James no, James Purfoy. Purfoy. Yeah, okay. yeah, I like him it, as an yeah. actor. And this it, is this is like another version of one of those other. Um, what was the one with the brass the brass band movie? Do you remember that? Uh, and it won quite a lot of a lot of awards when it came out back in the eighties. Yes, I know the one that you with made Pops, with Possum's weight in it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, know, I can. I can yeah. see the the lead actor on that. I can yeah. see his face. So as clear in a as way, the... it's very similar. But this is about like a bunch of fishermen down in Cornwall that have a sing song, and these guys sit, put them up on a record deal, don't they? Yeah, but yeah, probably get to see that when it comes out on Sky at the point. But um, probably, yeah. Oh, actually. Okay. Just, just before we go to Blu-ray, Blu-ray, um, my, my stepdaughter's text text me because she's um, they've got this cinema pass, and there's a special one night viewing of something, and uh, Mrs. Well, have a look at this because Jasmine's just said that you're going to see this. I went, oh that, yes, yeah, yeah, I'll see. I saw that on VHS because it was banned at one point. But if you're going to go and see it in the cinema, I'd gladly go. And that's Clockwork Orange. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> which was filmed at, a lot of it was filmed at Bruno University by the way right because uh, I used to work there a lot and uh, I've seen all the bits and scenes seen where they filmed it but yeah that's by the way. anyway I'm, I'm, I'm rambling I, on again I, I do have to admit me and my friends we went to see um, Clockwork Orange and yeah we walked out of the film. We just got so bored with it. Oh, really? Oh, it, it was it's... it was back in the nineties when it had been um, de banned. We yeah. thought we've got to go and see this. But it's because it because it's old and it's de banned. You think you're going to see something outrageously? What it is? Yeah, and it <coughs> but... was. We just I got halfway through it. I thought. I think we'd rather just go to the club and have a dance and, you know, check but up it's, some lasses. It, is, it, it isn't a bad, it's not a bad film, actually. I quite like it. It's, yeah, sort of. It has a very definite point. The irony of it is, though, about six months later, we were sat talking hmm. and we said, do you know what? I wish I hadn't, I wish we hadn't left watching the Clockwork Orange because I want to see how it finished because obviously it had been banned at that point and just brought back yeah. to the cinema. So we'd never seen it. And uh, I've since have seen it, but uh, and my friends were all saying, "Yeah, we we should have stayed and stuck it out because we, you know you got to that awkward bit where the, you know it was the uh, the rape scene and all of that. Do you know what I mean? Just before we got yeah. captured, I think you know um, then he gets you know the reconditioning and stuff like that. But yeah, we were just sort of like oh, can't be asked with this. Come on, let's go." We'll, we'll go to we'll the nightclub and see if we can pick anyone up. The only person I picked up was my mates when we left. 
<laughs> and I took him home to go to sleep. Mm. So, hey, I don't know. Those were the days. Young, daft, and had no responsibility. <laughs> okay, should we go to Blu-ray? Yeah. All right, Blu-rays and DVD releases this week. We have Candymouth, Farewell to Flesh on Blu-ray. That one for you? Um, Not too sure. Actually, yes, I do like the original Candyman, by the way. Right, okay. So, yeah, quite a good 80s horror, the original one. Okay, so another one for you then maybe is Cannibal Terror. I haven't seen that one in the donkey's years. No. Um, one that I quite like is... Oh, TV series, I like it, uh, and I've been watching it on Netflix, is mm-hmm. Cuckoo. Have you watched that one? No, I'm not too sure if I have, actually. It's You want to watch that on Netflix. It's uh, Basically, it's a situation comedy uh, about uh, a family. The daughter comes back from holiday, married to a guy called Cuckoo. Mm. Um, even though they called it Cuckoo... <laughs> uh, Cuckoo doesn't stay around for the whole other thing. Um, but uh, then his son turns up <laughs> on <laughs> season two. Mm. Um, but it's well worth well worth a watch. It's got, I've forgotten what his name is. You know, the really tall bloke off um, oh, The Inbetweeners, the, who's yes. a teacher, him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forgotten what he's called. Uh, but he's uh, he's on it, and he's absolutely brilliant. Really, he's the main star of it. Although I think he wasn't supposed to be at first. You know, I think that they reinvented it a little mm-hmm. bit in season two, and since season two, it's had a much more stable sort of storyline. But it's just really daft fun of a you know jokey movie uh, TV series, yeah. well worth watching. And it's got uh, Ross's second wife, you know, English em- Emily of Friends. She's oh, okay. his wife on it. Okay, okay, cool. And uh, one of the actors on season two, who's like uh, Cuckoo's son, was one of them off uh, the Vampire Diaries or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Twilight, rather, I think he was on. So yeah, few uh, few people on there. Um, also uh, on the latest series, Andy McDowell was on as well oh. as his sister. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, quite quite a few names have appeared on it over the time. Uh, next one is Doctor Who, the collection season 18 limited edition box set. Uh, another one for you as well is possibly The Grinch, the 2018 version. That's on Blu-ray 3D, Blu-ray 4K, Blu-ray DVD. Um, and there was another one I was going to say, oh, Overlord. Yeah. Might yeah, not too much. Yeah, not too much there. No, it's not a fantastic week. Like I think the best one is Cuckoo. What is it with TV series at the moment only releasing them on DVD? Yeah, that annoys the hell out of me. So like I can't get uh, the Orville on uh, Blu-ray because they haven't mm. released it. So only on DVD. Why do I want to watch DVD quality? I don't. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, I think it's absolutely stupid. Um, but there you go. So, do you want to do the chat? <clears throat> okay. So, from one down to five, we've got First Man. Staying at four, we've got Venom. Still at three, A Star is Born. And in at two, we've got Hunter Killer. And number one, of course, this week is Halloween. 
completely the wrong time of year for that to be number one. <laughs> I, yeah, I know it's only the Americans got it got it well earlier than us, but you know I actually haven't sat down and watched it yet to be honest. But um, haven't had the chance since I picked it up because I've been on call, but I will do hopefully watch it before next week. Yeah. After I've I have watched, Sorry, I've watched all the extras, by the way. So I've always, well, I've already watched those. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I look forward to watching it. I think it's really good that uh, you know it's quite amazing that Venom has stayed in the charts for so long because it's on four weeks. Well, films do come and go very quickly in the chart normally, and it's just the old one or two that will hang around for a bit. Yeah, but I'm surprised at Venom because it wasn't yeah. a fantastic movie. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that that's what I mean. Because it wasn't as good. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I think your first one, we have both watched this completely separately of knowledge of each other until you tweeted about it. Well, that's it, because it's really weird, because I remember seeing the trailer for it a little while ago. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, and I for complete. Then I saw your tweet saying that you took, actually you, you technically said you just binged it, and I didn't twig to realise what it was. Oh, of course it's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. And so I sat down with the missus and we... Should we say what it is first? Because we haven't said it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Jen, I'll let you say So it. the series is the latest Ricky Gervais series, which is called Afterlife. Yes. Not to watch with your mother. Don't watch them. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was surprised my missus, because she can be a little bit finicky sometimes over language, but actually it was okay. Mm. But I think it's because it was... Because it was Ricky Gervais and the and the the storyline that that's how it worked. Because he was annoyed with life after losing his wife to, to a battle to cancer. Yeah, and he hated everything about life. Obviously, trying to commit suicide, and he didn't care anymore. Mm. But like other stuff he's done in the past, it's it works very well. And even though you have humour in it. It's a bit black humour sometimes. Oh, it's incredibly black humour at, at times. And it, it's also and quite sort of like poking fun at himself almost as well, isn't it? Well, when you see, obviously, um, we, we don't spoil things here, do we, um, Hayden? So we will just be Alleg- Allegedly, we do. Although I would argue <laughs> that we don't because... Well, actually, this is more pointed at you than me. But Yeah, anyway. I know, but this is what I don't get. I got grief today. Because of allegedly um, releasing too much information about Moon, I described the first 20 minutes and you guessed the end. (laughs) And I get it in the neck. I don't get that. (laughs) Anyhow. So, obviously, the the base of this story is that that his life's great. He's got a wife. He's got his dog. Great house. And she loses her battle in, 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 in cancer. Yeah. And he's on his own, and he and he works for a local newspaper. And to be fair, all of this happens before the series starts, so we're not spoiling yes. anything here. <clears throat> no. And what what it's great is that his wife had recorded some video for him to watch. That reminded me very much of the film My Life with Michael Keaton. Yeah, you're right yeah. there. And what's great about this with, with Ricky Gervais is he's. He's the the um the cast in this. A lot of them have all been in all his other shows. Yeah, and they work. They work so well together. Yeah, they do. And even though some of them isn't in it as long as some as others, I mean, 
for example, obviously his he goes to visit his dad in an old people's home, which first which just reminded me of of one of his other shows when when he was was working with he was seeing there with with an old people's home. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do. Which I can't think of what it was called, but um, I'm sure you can look it up in a sec. But his dad was paid by David Bradley. It was called Derek. Thank you. That's it. So David Bradley, if you not know who he was, he was in the Harry Potter movie. As the caretaker. Yeah. Also, he was in Hot Fuzz, off memory. uh, No, he was on World's End. World's End, sorry. And, of of course, he played William Hartnell as Doctor Who. Yes, he did. As well. Yeah. In the most recent version of the William Hartnell Doctor Who, yeah, which is a, it's like a, it's a documentary doc, about William documentary, Hartnell. Documentary, yeah, it's a documentary drama. I think isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a docu drama. Yeah, but and uh, it's well worth watching if you if you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, but uh, Kerry uh, Godelman was mm. his wife, wasn't she? Uh, she play. She was in Derek. Yes, um, and then the Scottish actress who was in Extras. I forgot what she was called. Ashley Jensen. Ashley Jensen. <clears throat> she yeah. uh, played the dad's nurse. The dad's nurse as well. And she was re- she is really good because in extras, obviously, she really um, her character was very fond of of Richard Gervais's character, and uh, yeah, you know, they were they 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 do bounce off each other as comically, if you know what I mean, and they, and the way they they to sort of give their lines. I, I think they gel really really well together. Yeah, and there was someone else in it, actually. Do you, um, when we're saying this, it's not giving anything away, but there's a girl that he takes out for a meal. Yeah, I can't remember who she was. Well, she was in... She played the... Um, oh, she uh, was... In Torchwood. She played the leader of Torchwood in Doctor Who. Yes. Do you remember when David Tennant was, was, she, was, she was, also was in the role? Dirt, wasn't she Dirty Den's second wife on EastEnders? Possibly. And I think she may have even been in Only Fools and Horses as well. Yeah. When she was at my younger, but um, but yeah, so there was a lot of people in it that that you'd seen in other shows he's done. It's just, it was just it seemed very short. They were twenty five minutes long, twenty minutes long. There's only six episodes. Yeah, was well, so, so Diane Wardman as well, wasn't there? In uh, she does a lot of yeah. uh, comedy. Yes, she was also on David Brent Life on the Road mm-hmm. as well. That was a good a good laugh of a movie. I want to watch that again. Actually, thinking about it. Yeah. So basically, you're gonna yeah and. and you're going to see how um, Tony, which is Ricky Gervais's character, how he copes with with losing his wife, which is very and well he... in some parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, if you watch the trailer, you'll see what we mean by it. If you just check the trailer out on Netflix, yeah, I mean this is very typical sort of like Ricky Gervais kind of style. So if you don't like him, you're not going to like it. Mm. Um, but I, th- I, I actually, I think that there was a. There was a kind of beauty to it. There was, um, I think Ricky Gervais's character was mean and vulnerable at the same time in a way that yeah. he portrayed the character. I think he did incredibly well doing but that. I, I understand, I understand how he, how he felt and how he was treating people. Cause I think even you would admit that you've, you felt that that's you felt that anger, but not necessarily for the same reason. But you felt that sort of attitude towards people, like he did. He does it on a daily basis, where you or I might have that in, a, in an hour or two, either walking down a high street or, or whatever it would be. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like it's what eighteen months since I lost my dad. I know that's not my 
partner, my wife, but you know, it's still someone very, very close to us. And you know, yeah. the, you go that, around, you, you you can be angry, you know, and you you know, yeah, it's like how dare how dare the world still continue when your world has just stopped, mm. sort of thing. Actually, I I might even I've got um, extras on DVD. Yeah, so have I. I might even go back to that because that's class. Yeah, especially the the Patrick Stewart bit, <laughs> and of course that, I saw everything. <laughs> and and obviously David Bowie as well. And, and no, for me it was a Patrick Stewart about his uh, you know saying Being about naked. yeah, and of course I saw everything. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to name the show <coughs> that, that this time, haven't we? <laughs> Oh, actually, we, should, we could have a line from Afterlife, but we wouldn't be able to put, we wouldn't be able to put it on the screen. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I tell you, someone else who's on there as well, uh, Penelope Wilton. Uh, she was she was uh, Sean's mother on Shaun of the Dead, and even more importantly, she was Harriet Jones in Doctor Who, the president, yes, the prime minister. She was. I would say, arguably, that more importantly, she was Sean's mother on Shaun of the Dead, to be fair. No, no, I don't. I think she, she had more screen time in uh, Doctor Who, to be honest. But there you go. That's by the way. But yeah, she's, she's a great actress. Um, she's done a lot over the years. Yeah. Even going back into some sitcoms in the, uh, I think even in the 80s, she did something there. Yeah. Yeah. She's been around for a long time. But so I'm just got, I mean, she's been going since 72, bless her. Yeah. There's also Paul Kerr as well, who was uh, played Dennis Pettis, didn't he, years ago? Yeah, yeah I, I said to the missus, I said, do you know, do you remember Dennis Pettis? She went, no. I said, okay, we'll, we'll stop it there. Because <laughs> that, that character was, uh, Dennis Pettis was a bit of an odd character at the best of times. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he's been on a lot of stuff as well, Game of Thrones as well. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, he's made himself, carved himself a good career, even though he's sort of like really weird. <laughs> and there's um, there's another guy in it. I can't. I, well, we won't. I'll mention it off air to you because I I talk about it. I don't because it's another character within the in the story. Okay. Um. But yeah, no. It, if you like if you like his sort of humour, this is worth a watch. If you've got about two and a half hours spare or two hours spare, yeah, you can just cane the whole series. Well, that's that's exactly what I did from from first episode to last. I caned all six episodes all in one go. Oh, we we did it last night. We whenever I tweeted, I started, and that was it. From then on, we just went all through them. Yeah, I just I thought that was so good. I've got to watch this next one. And then before mm. I'd realised it, I was on the last one. Yeah, it just the, and the time flew as well. Really enjoyed it. I'm gonna to have to go back and it watch did. it <laughs> again. <laughs> I hope they do a yeah, season two. Oh yeah, I don't know where they would take it though. Uh, well, we can't say because that would spoil it. No, but do you know what I mean? I, um, sometimes some of these shows are best left just cut and finished. Yeah. Uh, where something like Derek, that was quite ongoing for a while. And I'd like to go and see that. Actually, I need to see that again. Well, that's on uh, Netflix. It's still it's still on Netflix, it? Isn't is, it? yeah. Yeah, so definitely worth a watch is Derek as well. Yeah. Class. Okay. okay. So... Due to the fact that the um, the eighties horror documentary got that second trailer I spoke about earlier in the beginning of the show, I sat down late, very late one night, or maybe it's, depending how you call it, or early morning. I sat and watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, and I hadn't seen that film properly from start to finish for a few years now, but I think it holds up. 
as, as, as horror movies go. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I won't give away spoilers. <laughs> Even though this film was from 1984, yeah. and there's been a, there's been a reboot, but this starred um, Heather Langkamp and Johnny Depp, and obviously Robert Englund, who played uh, Freddy, the uh, the child killer. Yeah. But uh, this monstrous spirit of a slain janitor seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his ultimate death. And uh, yeah, it's a great mo- great movie. I don't think that's your cup of tea, is it? No, I don't think so. Of course, yeah. yeah. You and horror don't go. <laughs> no, well, I have seen A Nightmare on Elm Street years and years and years ago, but I'm not bothered about ever seeing it again. Hmm. But, you know, it's like everything else. It, it's what, you know, it's, everybody likes different things and it's just it's just not for me. It's horror. Yeah, so I went on to Sky. I just downloaded a few last night mm. to go through. So I'm in that sort of vein at the moment. Yeah. No pun intended there, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... It would have been better if it would have been about vampires if it had been on another vein. Oh, yeah, even better, yeah. Anyhow, so do you want to talk about? Well, okay, because considering films? that I've said I don't like horror, <laughs> both of my well, other I... two films have horror in the title. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I say Little Shop of Horrors isn't. <clears throat> it's a. I say, say it was based. Say it's based on a musical anyway. It is. Well, it is a musical, and it's sort of more probably sci-fi-ish. I think. I'd probably yeah. Say. So yeah, and basically, I think it's a variation of Dave the Triffids, really, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, so this is a film starring uh, Rick Moranis and Steve Martin, but John Candy's also in it as well. There's uh, you know other members of the cast, obviously, than that. Um, and basically, the story is Seymour is in love with Audrey, who he works with in a struggling plant shop. Uh, one day, Seymour brings in a plant that he has somehow come to own following a strange total eclipse of the moon. Um, and he has dubbed the plant Audrey 2. His boss sees it's an unusual plant and says, put it in the window. And as soon as he does, somebody walks through the door, says, you know, about that strange plant in the window, cue the music. Um, and the story goes on from I, there. I could start singing the songs because I know them all. Oh, so and I've got the album here. It's actually like, it's actually sitting beside me because it's got some of the Vine London. Well, if you remember, but, uh, if you remember I mentioned about, um, some uh, a party when I was very very drunk, yeah. <laughs> singing out suddenly Seymour with my then girlfriend at the top of my lungs. Yeah, yes, <laughs> on the first time we ever met a dad. Mm. No wonder that relationship was, she, was, was doomed. She, doomed. Was she on Skid Row then? Was she? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to take it to a dentist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is Actually, a classic you, song. You you mustn't forget Bill Murray in it as well. Oh God, yeah, where he's he's like the sadomasochist sort of. But did, do you remember what his name is in the in the film? Because I don't think it's really said too much. No, I don't remember. But it's called Arthur Denton, right? That's a bit odd, isn't it? It is, yeah. Very close to Arthur Dent. It is, it is very close. Whether that's whether that's deliberate or not, I don't know. But uh... it might just be coincidence. So, oh, maybe. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I my favourite song in it though is uh, Steve Martin's one. Where you know, yeah, because he's a he's a bit of a he's a bit of a bully. Yeah, he? he's a dentist, and he gets off on causing things pain. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and Steve Martin being Steve Martin, he's just absolutely superb. Yeah, is there much? Is there much on the on the disc? It's one disc, I presume, and not many, not much extras on it. Um, I don't know to be quite honest because I just watched a movie. Um, I didn't explore any extras. I'll let you know. Yeah, I'm just it, sometimes when it's a, a great um, film that you really enjoy, I do love to see some meat on the bone there to also have a little pick at as well. Yeah, I mean to be honest. It's a gr- it's a great movie. It's I used to have it years and years and years ago on video, and mm. that's uh, exact same. Yeah, I I had it on VHS as well. I must admit, it was one of one of the ones I had. Yeah, well, that same uh, you know ex girlfriend had mentioned nicked off with my video copy of it when <laughs> oh, when she? we departed. Um, but yeah, so it's. It's just such a classic movie. It really is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Rick Moranis is great in it. They're all great in it. They all take the part, you know. It's just such a laugh mm. uh, of a movie. Really enjoyed it. Superb. Really glad I've got it in my collection, to be honest. Yeah, I think it may well even be on Netflix, actually. I, th- I think this is one, that if you like it, though, you'd want to keep oh, it yeah, in your no, collection, but, yeah, isn't it? it but if you if you're hearing us and you've never never seen it and you want to give it a look, I just got a sneaky feeling that it's on. I'll have a look, look actually if, it, if it's on Netflix, and it's a musical as well. So yeah, and the songs are great in it. Mm. Absolutely great. Well worth. Uh, it's well worth a listen. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it was on there at some point. I must admit, but. Um, it may well have gone by now. I don't think that so there is a lot on it, by the way. I think it's just a movie in the tra- the uh, trailer, if I remember yeah. rightly. But to be honest, you're gonna you want to watch it more for the for the singing, don't you? Oh yeah, no. I just it's nice to see some of that if there is anything out there. Yeah, with it, but it's it's such a good movie. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. And what do you think of Sleepy Hollow? Did you have you seen it before? That oh, I love Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. So set in uh, the well, seventeen ninety nine, and Johnny Depp stars in this. It's based on the Washington Irving classic tale, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and um, Johnny Depp plays Constable Ichabod Crane, who is sent to the hamlet of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, which has been plagued by a number of brutal decapitations. Uh, it basically, it's a light horror. It turns into a paranormal story of Constable Crane, assisted by Katrina Cantasset, who is played by Christina Ricci, who was on the Adams family. As uh, she was. was it Wednesday or Friday? I can never remember which day of the week. Wednesday. Wednesday. That's it. Wednesday. Uh, to basically pursue the killer. There's great cast members. There is um, Michael Gambon, uh, who plays Baltus Cantacell. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Jones as a town priest. There's Casper Van Dien, as in Starship Troopers. Ian McDermott, as in The Emperor. Uh, Michael Guff, who was Alfred from Michael Keaton's Batman. Christopher Walken as the Headless Horseman. Uh, Christopher Lee as well, and there's also Ed Rooney from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And don't forget Miranda Richardson. Oh, yes, as well. From back in the Blackadder days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Queen? 
<laughs> but it's a very, very dark um, movie. Isn't it Tim Burton? No. I studied the style um, of Tim Burton. If it's not Tim Burton, it is, no, it, it is Tim Burton. Yeah. I'm just looking. Yeah, now. it's I'm, it's his style. I'm a big fan of his early movies. So you know, you got Beetlejuice, uh, Edward Scissorhands, and actually another good one. If you've not seen it, is From Hell. Yes, because I I do love the uh, the story regarding um, Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. There's some. There's a lot of conspiracy theories regarding Jet the Ripper but yeah From Hell's not a bad movie mm. that was 2001 that blimey it's that long ago oh that is a long time ago yeah Johnny Depp's not the same actor he was all those years ago now is he no no definitely not I must admit I'm very very tempted by Beetlejuice on Blu-ray because I love Michael Keaton I think he's brilliant yeah, no, and obviously this. I mean, that movie. There's been so much talk now of a sequel. It's like an ongoing conspiracy theory of its own. Yeah, but it'd be nice. It's, there's been rumours from who did I? Who, who was it was mentioned? Um, I've forgotten her name now. Who was the daughter? Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Yeah, yeah. She would uh, maybe let the cat the bag, cat out of the bag at some point. Mm. But if, it'd be great if we can see that. But yeah, Tim Tim Burton's sort of his sort of style of movies, I you know, they're really good. Yeah. In a matter of fact, I'm just going to order it. <laughs> Which version? I mean, I think it's going to be about nine quid if you're lucky, isn't it? Eight. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, great movie, absolutely fantastic, love it. And you can also start singing um, the banana song. <laughs> 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 which we're not going to do now no definitely not but uh, Sleepy Hollow really enjoyed the film I mean it, you know it's not it's not really scary it's classified as like a horror but it's more like supernatural drama <coughs> than anything else isn't mm. it oh yeah it is yeah but uh, well worth watch definitely um, and I think that to be honest Johnny Depp does play a good part um, yeah Def- definitely worth a watch. Mm, absolutely, yeah. But a great cast. Actually, Christina Christina Rica. Was I first saw? Her, uh, well, what was she in? Because it was um, oh that movie with <clears throat> who's that disgraced movie star now that put on Netflix a little while ago? Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. One of his, <laughs> it was one of his movies actually that I that I really adore, and um, she was in it. Yeah. But do you know Sleepy Hollow's twenty years old? Yeah, it's quite. Um, Where's time quite going? Thought... Well, we're getting older for starters. Yeah, that's very true. And it just it just works like that. I think that you suddenly realise that you know what it's doing. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I'm trying to. Th- I just that film. I'm trying. To, I'm really trying to wreck my brain now. Um, what it's called because it won a quite a few. I think it won quite a few awards. But oh, never mind. I'm not going to. Probably someone might know what I'm talking about, but I'm, I'm going to warble on. I'm not. I'm not sure but what it, you're talking about. To be honest, I'm just. There, there, there was a film that she was in, and it was with Kevin Spacey. Sorry, who was in? <clears throat> Christina Rica, and it was about a guy and he, who was going through his sort of the male menopause. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, really good movie. Anyway, do you want to move on? 
yeah, have you got any more to talk about? Or no, d- I'm, I'm all good. One thing I do want to do a shout out about though is the Orville because the Orville's just completed a two-parter. Um, its first one, and it was a fantastic story. Really enjoyed it. Mm. That that series has a mild splattering of Family Guy humour, but with an awful lot of season four finesse of the next generation mm. to it. Have you watched it? <clears throat> I started watching the first season, but I just couldn't get into it. It just at the time. Seriously, reinvest the time to watch it because it is brilliant yeah it's the second best sci-fi on at the moment oh you really think so yeah the best being discovery because oh my god discovery don't say anything (laughs) i'm behind but yeah i know i know i started watching episodes the other day actually i got i got pulled away because of something was going on but um yeah i know just wait until you find out where they'll where they go no, don't tell me. I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, so I'm not going to tell you. I'm just saying it's going to put the biggest smile on your face. You'll have to hold the top of your head on to make sure it doesn't fall off. Well, I will try and catch him, and I'll let you know because I bet you, know. I bet you will. Because I was beaming well, into well, you. I'll tell you. Well, I well I wet myself. Yes, you will. <laughs> You will. It was one of those moments, like the end of season one, yeah, where the Enterprise oh, okay. turned up, yeah. right. Okay, cool. I'm just going to mention that was about Christine Rieger, <coughs> Christina Rieger, her name is, yeah. and Kevin Spacey. The movie I was on about was back in 1999. Right. And it's called American Beauty. And I really Oh, love yeah, it. yeah, American Beauty. Sorry, I was being thick there. You with me yeah. now? That is such a good film. I hadn't actually realised she was in that. Well, she was the one in the in the bath with all the rose petals that he, when he, you know, obviously the film, film progresses and he sort of. I has didn't, a bit of I, no, I don't think that that was her. Yeah, it is. I put money on it. If I had some, <laughs> actually, no, it's not. It's not. I just realised. Right, so I've just it's... won your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because she. No, I'm. I'm... <clears throat> anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, so... <clears throat> I'm poor now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely wasn't her because I remember because she, she was a. Uh... No, she's very like her though. Because she was the one, the girl that was in it. She was actually in um, the American Pie movie. She was in, she was in those, right? Yeah, who I'm talking about. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, did, I, I knew it wasn't her. <laughs> no, they're very, very close though. It's, you know, what is um, in the fact that the female? <laughs> 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 That's about as close as they get. They were in a yeah. couple of movies together, though. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, her name is Mania Souvery. That's it. Yeah, and she played Heather in American Pie. Yeah, I do love those movies. Actually, they're another they good little set of little box set of films as well. I sort of watched them over the years, mm. and that's nineteen ninety nine as well. Blimey, I know. They, you know, when when that was uh, first released, they were like the the young kids in town, and now they're the middle aged <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> but they are our age now. Probably the same sort of age. Yeah. Well, American Pie, it would have been like 19. I was 19. <laughs> so you're a bit of a fan of Stifler. <laughs> oh, yeah. Coolest guy going. Because <laughs> uh, actually, I can't think which one it is. When Stifler has that party, just so I'm rambling here, but when Stifler has that party at the beginning and 
he's trying to woo this girl. Yeah. And someone's above uh, uh, having a, having to spend a penny, should we say? Right. And the guys, the two guys, one of the guys was the guy that played Sulu in the reboot of Star Trek. Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember also from uh, American Pie, the Shermanator? <laughs> <laughs> I've come from the future. <laughs> what a dog. And the guy, she said, she says, really? Are you still going to pull this one on? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, there's uh, there's a there's a TV show my wife's watching at the moment. I have to dig out what it's, it's called. It's not Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> no, it's not. It's on Netflix. And the dad in this in this um, this t- sort of twenty minute thirty minute show she's watching was actually she was um, Jim's dad in in in, uh, in American Pie. You know the guy with the big thick glasses. Yeah, she was Jim's like, dad. Do you mean Jim's <laughs> mum? <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jim's mum. That's as bad as you were seen in Wolf last week. Anyway, <clears throat> but um, but no, I do like those movies. I mean, I've got a sort of soft, soft spot for them still. Yeah. But I only went as far, I think the last one, American Pie Reunion was the last one they did. They did they did another one after that, which was just a sort of a American Pie tag name onto it. With, uh, I think there was a couple, couple of movies there. Maybe Wasn't three, it supposed but, um, to be the... Uh... It was like Band Camp, you know, yeah. where... <clears throat> Where Michelle used to go, you know, Alison Hannigan, where her name is, uh, the girl he sort of fell in love with in the end. But, um, yeah, no, I you have to watch those, but I think I'll have to dig them out and rewatch all of those. Mm. Yeah, very funny. Anyway, should we go back to what we should be doing? Uh, hang on a minute, though. You were saying about me with Xenomorph, because I said yeah. Exomorph, didn't I? I think, well, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean, yeah. Because Xenomorph is the correct did you, term. Did, yeah, did you did you edit it out though? No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't. Oh, you no, didn't. I didn't. Okay. No, I I edited out my uh, mental breakdown halfway through it all. Where that's I just going to be in the I could, that's in the extras bit. Isn't it? What me going? Oh, I can't remember because I just had my. I don't know what happened last week. My mind went completely blank. Anyway, let's yeah. move on. So let's go to our listener questions. John, what's happening to us? All right, so listener question time, and as always, we have Marcus kicking us off with, how patient are you when it comes to new releases? Do you feel any pressure to be playing the latest big games because of the show? Yes and no. I, I was probably more so back in the day, mm. but I know I think people can be a bit more forgiving these days because we're not backed by anyone. It costs money to buy these games. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know but- entirely what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's <clears throat> if you get if you're going to get previews of games and stuff like that, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah, but, um, but we never do. No, we're not. We're not that. We're not so highly privileged. So, any game <laughs> developers out there who want the game to be previewed or reviewed, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. At po- uh, podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. <laughs> but yeah, I, I must admit, I think I do mm. probably more than yourself. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's unfortunately there's been a real big spate of games in the last two months or so. Yeah, unusually for this time of year because this was the time of year you could catch up on the other stuff. Exactly, and even though we've been lucky with the, some of the Game Pass releases, which has helped, mm-hmm. that may well help help even more as as games. Some of the games that we've not really mentioned a lot about, we'll probably mention again. Yeah. Um, for an example, um, 
what about um, the latest, your one of your favourite release release of games, Just Cause? Mm. Now on Game Pass. Now Just Cause Four. How long has that been out? Two months, three months, three months. Yeah, and it's now and it's now on Game Pass. Yeah. And I've actually downloaded it today. Mm. I did go and do that. So yeah, you know, <clears throat> really weird. Mm, definitely. Mm. Won't be long until that'll be on PlayStation Plus about. <laughs> Probably, yeah. So, okay, do you want to do okay. the next one? So, the second question is, which game series slash franchise next release are you most anticipating? And which would you most want to see disappear? Okay, so, as far as I'm concerned... The one I'm most anticipating is what the new Star Wars game's going to be whenever that turns mm-hmm. up. Because yeah. I really want a good new Star Wars game to play. Well, you'll be, you'll be waiting for a long time, I feel. <laughs> That's what I worry about as well. But, <clears throat> mm. yeah. Um, and the franchise, it's not so much that... Um, Needs a, you want one that needs a break. Well, one that I would, one that would not bother me in the slightest if it never existed again or had never existed, is mm. FIFA. Well, you're not a football fan anyway, so no, to be honest, no. That's and to be honest, right, I don't think there's been a good football <laughs> game since kickoff on the Commodore sixty four <laughs> or the I Amiga. Totally dis- I totally disagree with you on that. So that that's sorry, that's your but... entitlement. You are entitled mm-hmm. to totally disagree. Anyway, so what about for yourself, Steve? Would you know what I was thinking about it the other day because I was I was looking at some some vinyl um, game soundtracks actually, and they've just brought out a second album. So there's two of them for it for The Last of Us. So re- you know, that game I love playing that, and I did complete it. A very emotional game in play in places as well. Mm. So I'm not even sure when that will be coming out. I we, I don't think we've got a clue, but I, I am looking forward to it. Whether or not it's going to be a release on the next-gen console, I don't know. Mm. But, yeah. that I mean, they're also, I, I think, even though we haven't got a clue when it's going to come out, I mean, it's more than a given now that there's a new Fable on the way. There has to be. So, Well, it's being developed, isn't it, by turn, not Turn 10, sorry, it's... Um, they can part, you know, the guys that make uh, Forza Horizon. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, this is a couple with it. Like it's turn ten, isn't it? No, it's um, Playground Games, isn't it? Oh yeah. So yeah, we'll see. And whether or not a franchise would like to see disappear, or maybe given a break, I don't know. What about Call of Duty. Now they've gone down this stupid thing of getting rid of the campaign. Well, you could do, but I, it's funny. I mean, obviously, I've just, as we said earlier, I, I've gone and downloaded the, the, the PlayStation Plus game. Yeah. But it has it has really, really, really taken its turn. I don't know what the how well people are playing it these days, and if there's a lot of people out there that still love the game. Mm. Even, it's funny, because one of my, my oldest boy texted me the other day and said, um, oh, I've just been, I've just got an Xbox. And he said, he rec- he said, he said, would you recommend to play? He said, I really like those days when I was playing Call of Duty and Halo. And I said, to be honest, both of those have gone a bit downhill of late. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? A lot downhill. So I said to him, I said, look, if you really want to play Halo, I said, 
pick up the Mar- pick up the Master Chief edition <coughs> if you want to go back and play that. <coughs> I said, Call of Duty. I said, Well, have a look. But I said, You might want to try Destiny. <laughs> I thought you already played Destiny. No, this is my other oh, son. All right, okay. I have I have three boys. Right. So this is my eldest. So he's added me on on the. He's got his profile set up. Yeah, I don't think he's played any games yet. So I'm gonna have to give him a knock up and see what he's going to be playing. Mm. But yeah, no, I can't really think of something I'd like to see. This I can think of more that I'd like to see come back. To be honest, it's like I'd love to see Bioshock re reinvented. Yeah, and there was talk of that as well. You know. I would love to see Dead Space come back, but is in Dead Space 1 and 2, not 3. Hmm. How about Lost Planet? How did you get on with those games back in the I day? I thought they were quite poor. Because hmm. that was Capcom, wasn't it? So. It was. <clears throat> but yeah, no, it is. I'd like to see Silent Hill actually come back as well. Yeah, that's a franchise that's gone away and not come back. Hmm. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Fa- Facebook? Yep. So, um, Alan Cochran has said, did you own a ZX Spectrum or a Commodore 64, and which were your favourite games? Well, I think that's going to be your question, because I actually had an Atari ST at one point. Well, didn't you have anything before that? I don't think I did. Oh, I did have something, but that was way old. We're talking we're talking when I was about five or seven, maybe, not, which was Pong, <laughs> believe it or not. I had the original. But uh, so, what did you play on, on there? What were your favourite games on there? Um, I had loads, to be honest. Um, but they wouldn't stand. They wouldn't stand up these days, would they? No. The game I played the most was Elite. Mm, of course, it was. Yeah. But I also liked lots of other games. There was the Last Ninja mm-hmm. comes to mind. That was a isometric sort of view uh, fighting adventure game. There was. Psy Warrior, which was a platformer where you ha- uh, were like this guy who was hovering about on uh, some sort of like hoverboard. I can't remember mm-hmm. much about it now, but I used to love the game, although I was really, really poor at it. There was, oh God, there was so many. Spy versus Spy, those games, they were quite good two players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very you know, nice sort of like arty sort of style with them very much sort of like comic-based. But there were so many classic games on the, the Commodore. Um, R-Type. Loved R-Type. Yeah, I, I think I played different versions of that back in the day when they went to... Oh, I've played probably about five or six versions of that game on different platforms, I mean. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember, Paradroid, that was another classic game on that system. Yeah. In a matter of fact, uh, the interesting story about that is that the guy who wrote it, when he finished the game, he realised he hadn't put any text in and he had to get mm. the Commodore 64 kernel manual out to find a little bit of memory that he could actually put the text into the game. <laughs> and I think it was like a 2K of memory in the keyboard buffer or something that he'd ended up writing the information to. Which mm. is quite fascinating. You don't get those problems nowadays. <clears throat> it's just so long ago since I've played a Commodore 64. I can't remember half of the games that were on there now. <clears throat> Did they ever have stuff like um, Cannon Fodder? Um, I think those came a bit later, didn't they? Because that was mm. more the 16-bit era rather than yeah. the 8-bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that that's a long time I ago. Don't think, I, I, don't, I don't think you could play the dot games again anymore, could you? The, 
that sort of era. It's, it's, it's a bit too far gone, to be honest. Yeah, I remember what I did used to play was, remember the old text adventures? Yeah, I mean, I did have some books, actually, to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I know it's... Um, yeah, I think sometimes you can only go back so far with games, especially at that, that beginning era, do you know what I mean? I think it depends on the game very much, the style of game that it is. I, th- mm. I think, ironically, the, the games that age the best are the ones with the least in them. So, for example, I think playing something like The Saboteur or The Last Ninja or TNR Nog or Pajama Rama, because they're sort of like adventure kind of games, mm. I think that they suffer now because of how much things have moved on. Whereas I think that your classic games like Defender, Space Invaders, Pac-Man, Arkanoid, those sorts of games, they're forever classics. Mm-hmm. Because they, because of just the way that they deliver what they deliver. It's that short, short time frame attention span. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It, it, I think that's where the the appeal of them is. <clears throat> mm. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go do Nicky's? Yeah, okay, so can you remember what was your first console and games? Sorry, say that again. Can you remember what was your first console and games where mine was Mega Mega Drive and the Sonic, Auto Beast and Quackshot? Well, as I said earlier, I had a console, I think it was made by Binatone, and you had like a selection switch, and you could play Pong, Breakout, maybe a couple of others, I can't remember what they were, but that was literally... A couple of dots on a screen. Mm. So for you, I suppose, because you've nearly had every console under the sun. I haven't had, actually, I haven't. <laughs> Believe it or not. <clears throat> did you have the, Did you have what I had with it, like the play pong and that and break out? Yes, but I had the Commodore version of it. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to remember. Because mine, mine was an actual console. Believe it or not. Yeah, so was mine, and it actually had flappy paddles with it as well. Well, when I say paddles, it was a slider. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called, the Commodore console that I had, but it also lasted for about six hours, and it overheated and melted. (laughs) (laughs) And I was absolutely gutted. And then after that, I got a Commodore 64, um, and then I got, uh, then my Commodore 64, the power supply broke within a year. So it had to go back and back in those days. You sent it away to for a fix, and it wasn't like in a couple of weeks you get it back. It was several mm. months later. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, it was literally, I think it was about three months that it took him to re- re- uh, repair it. So my parents thinking, oh, well, we, he asked to have a computer. You know, I was mm. like, can I have a Spectrum? Can I have a Spectrum? Can I have a Spectrum? They got me an MSX, which... Uh, <laughs> Not that many people had heard of and still probably haven't heard of, to be honest. Um, mm. After that, I went on, because I was doing computer studies at school, um, my mum and dad got me an Acorn Electron. Um, and then after that, I started buying them myself. So I got a Commodore Amiga and an Amiga 500 Plus, then an Amiga CD32, then an Amiga 1200. Mm-hmm. Um and then I went on to 
I'm, I'm tempted to say the Dreamcast, not Dreamcast, Mega Drive. Um, Did, didn't you have the Super the Master System before? No, I had no Nintendo or, the, or Sega consoles before that. Yeah, because I, I did have the Master System. I remember getting that. Right. I picked it up using tokens with Texaco Garage. I think it was before I was uh, driving. I was, I was still, I was in fourth year, I think, when uh, the Mega Drive came out. Because then, because even with the even with that system, I remember picking up like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, there was an Aliens game, even a Raiders game as well, and other bits and pieces. You know, no, I always remember <clears throat> um, talking to some people I was at school with in my art class. I can I can actually I can't remember the conversation, but I can remember where I was sat and talking about this awesome new game on this Master System that was called, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog. And the amazing sort of like, you know, computer flowchart patterns that were on the top of the console. I always remember mm. having that conversation <laughs> for all of the <laughs> all of the daft sort of things that you remember as a kid. Mm. But yeah, that was uh that was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It was a Commodore uh, Amiga three thousand H console that I had, the first console I had. Yeah. Um, and that had basically different variations of Pong, which included, you know, like two paddles on your side, which I think they call football. <laughs> um, and I think there was also an attachment for a light gun as well, if I remember rightly, or something like that. Yeah. But God, that was so, so long ago. Um, on, yeah, there was, was a one for light gun. There was, Pog, which they called tennis, uh, tennis for two, so you could do two mm. players, and then uh, a football one, and then target was the other game. But I didn't have the light gun. Wow, that is a long, long time ago. I was a very small child. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <clears throat> that's a bit of reminiscing. Anyway, do you do the last question? Yep. Okay. So Craig Cole said. Seems biographical films of music icons are the latest trend. Couldn't agree more at the moment because there's all sorts of people getting them. Uh, which band or artist would you like to see happen? For me, the specials, Terry Hall, would love that. Mm. But I would like it to be more true to fact in the spirit of the band than Bohemian Rhapsody was. Felt it was such a letdown uh can tell the living band members used to used it to rewrite history and maybe had too much influence regarding the tone because there was a lot of factual inaccuracies in terms of um bohemian rhapsody for a start off freddie mercury wasn't the only one to go off and record his own album because brian may did and as did roger taylor before mm. freddie um also, the word on that watershed moment of Band-Aid, the way that the movie depicted, and all of that that they were about, you know, them breaking up, they still managed to record two albums over that time period as well. So it was a little bit bonkum. But the the argument that uh, we got into in terms of, on the Facebook group about this is, you know, I just pointed out, it's artistic license. They have rewrote history. But to be honest, if the film was made... As it actually happened, it would probably be a bit of a boring movie. Mm. I mean, when you look at Titanic, you don't actually think, you know, that the 
there was, you know, an English uh, woman in Leonardo DiCaprio type character, you know, bloody carrying on like that in the film or in real life, because there wouldn't have been. You know, it's just artistic license. Yeah. You know, they have to make it interesting because otherwise people wouldn't come and see it. So they had to instill drama probably where it wasn't there. The thing is, there's so many documentaries about that movie. But anyway, what what would you want to do? Well, I'm actually keen on seeing actually Rocket Man. Actually, speaking about what's to come. <clears throat> yeah, but that is to come. What about <clears throat> what you're not aware of that would you'd want to see? Well, I, I don't know if I could. You can't really do another one now. But I I I I did have a. I've got a lot of love for the pistols, actually. And I mean the Sex Pistols, that is. Mm. And there's been a few documentaries and films over the time, including the Great Rock and Roll Spindle, yeah, and so on and so forth, which are which are great. And the mockumentary about Spinal Tap, yeah, I've seen that as well, yeah. actually. <clears throat> but I think trying to think of someone that's actually, it's got to be entertaining first of all. That's very hard to do when it's bands. Sometimes when you're a a band that's got a lot of press, depending on how that press, like the Pistols, for example, it made it made it made a good movie from that point of view. Mm. And even though you wouldn't have thought Queen would have pulled it off the way it did, to be honest, but they but they did. Um, but I can't really think of any bands. Actually, tell a lie. I think there's, well, there's probably been a documentary or two, but. The Joy Division story um, and link it in with New Order would be pretty good. I'm sure there may well have been one that was done in the past, but uh, that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, but any other bands that are, well, say Joy Division and, and New Order are huge anyway. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I have to think about that one. If you, is, there, is there any others that you'd like, like to see? Um. It's not something that I'm really that that too fussed about. I love Bohemian Rhapsody, to be honest, more for the music, although I did think that they crafted a fictitious but highly emotive storyline. Yeah. Um, you know, I know it wasn't proper Freddy. There was a, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of the things where, uh, you know, from documentaries or whatever, where you'd seen Freddy in certain outfits and that, that was all in there. Mm. Um and some people might read it as, you know, Freddie, you know, like a lot of negativity towards Freddie in terms of the inverted commas split up or whatever. I actually read it differently that he was being manipulated <laughs> the way that they portrayed it. Yeah. Um, other groups though. Just thinking about this, there's quite a few biopics that have been around. I mean, for example, La Bamba. Yeah. Which was to do with, was it Ricky Valance? Um, Sid and Nancy was to do with Sid Vicious and his girlfriend at the time, Nancy Sponging. Obviously, when say Sid died anyway from from that story there, um, there was one that Will Smith did for for called Ray, wasn't there? Mm. I, I, um, Kurt, sorry, God, Kurt, Kurt Russell did Elvis. Yeah, can't really see Kurt Russell doing Elvis, but there you go. No, it apparently worked very well. John Carpenter made that. Right. Okay. I'll tell you. So I, there's been a. F- I, was, I was just thinking. I, I'm going to go right off the wall here with this one, mm. and this is for a British group. They had one hit, 
Um, and they didn't like the fact that it was a hit, evidently. And that is, let's oh. see a movie about doctor and the medics. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be interesting to have a, a movie about a group like that who got such a massive success with, like, Spirit in the Sky. Well, and then pulled away from it all and what the motivations was from it. Because they still do gigs. Yeah. I tell you what would be controversial now, mm. from what I brought up earlier, but what if they did a Michael Jackson biopic? Well, yeah, but whoever produced that, it'd either be subdued or it would be uh, <laughs> it, it would be completely fictitious, one or the other. Well, you know, it'd be very difficult to pull off now, wouldn't it? Yeah. Due to due to the recent events. but uh, I mean, another, you know, I, I loved Queen. Queen has always been my number one group. But the other option would be my second favourite has always been the Pet Shop Boys. But I don't think that that would be an interesting movie. Well, no, that's why that's why I said it's a bit difficult to pull, to pull off because I can think of some great bands that I yeah. love. I th- I'm thinking uh, as well, you could do a movie about George Michael, especially around his trial and stuff like that, you know, where the uh, controversy that he got into. Mm. Um, so there's... There's always that one. And I did think about somebody else and it's just completely gone out of my head. Um Actually there was there, I tell you what, a really old one that was um which was pretty good actually was the Buddy Holly story. I know that's probably a lot of people wouldn't probably, you know, think much of it. Mm. But Gary Busey who played Buddy Holly really pulled that one off. Yeah. As performances go. Mm. And I didn't realise I didn't think it was that well, I thought it was earlier than that, but seventy eight. Well I mean, didn't realise that. Time flies. <laughs> Well, I thought it was older than that. All oh, right, okay. Time doesn't fly then, it's obviously dragging. <laughs> and and you had um do you remember Amadeus? Yes. So, you know, there's been a few out there. It's really interesting to think about that. Mm. Uh, anyhow. anyhow I, th- I think oh. it's one of those things of it's difficult to say unless you're a real Uber fan of, of it but whoever, of whoever it, is. it is, so that you know a bit about the history and whether or not it make a good or an interesting film. I think mm. that, you know, because, uh, what do you call him? Robin Williams has got into trouble occasionally, hasn't he? That might make a good movie. I don't know. I don't know what trouble he's got into, but, you know, it's like things that you hear and that, but also just the type of character he is. Mm. Actually, I tell you, I, I've, got a, I've got a band, actually, because obviously he had his solo career as well, and he's still alive. Yeah. And that is The Police. Yeah. With Sting. Yeah. Because they, I mean, they, they, if they did a concert now, that would sell out like hotcakes again. Well, I, I always uh, I always say to my wife that if I die before her, as my um, coffin is being as taken it, away out of the church, I want every yeah, well, breath you take to play so that I can creep everybody out. <laughs> I, do you know, funny is that this has been an interesting chat one night, I tell you, that I was thinking about this months and months ago, about what to have with your, you know, the day you that you peg it, yeah, and you've got a little list of songs for your eulogy at your funeral. Yeah. Maybe that'd be a good question to put out on Facebook and see what people come up with. Yeah, because I was thinking, I was I was thinking of something like, um, uh, it may, just maybe on on coming into the funeral would be um, Robbie Williams' Angels, mm. and maybe like a Star Trek, the Star Trek theme from Star Trek Two at the end with with Leonard Nimoy doing the. You know the final frontier and all that as as, as an outgoing. Oh, yeah. I was just saying you're not going to have William Shatner doing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. 
No, I'll tell you what, tell you what you, you want. But, but, what you'd want is Bill Shatner doing Common People. Well, you could, you'd, it'd be good to have something that would make him laugh as they're leaving. Yeah. Have you, have you heard Bill Shatner doing Common People? I may well have done it. Oh, I've, I've listened to it. Brilliant. It really is. I absolutely love that version. <laughs> Much prefer it to Pulp's version. Yeah. But I just think you could have this, you know, it'd be interesting what other people thought, what they'd like to have as their eulogy on the on, on their funerals. Yeah. Someone stick up a Facebook Songs. post and then add him to it there. <laughs> yeah, have have some have some interesting but, yeah. tracks that you'd like to put out I, there. I just want to creep the hell out of everybody. That's why I want to do every breath you take. Yeah. Because of you know the the end of each chorus is and I'll be watching you. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Is that it now? I think we're done. Yeah, we? yeah, not so many questions these weeks. So come on, get them in, guys. They're probably playing too many games, so we'll give them the excuse. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or either that or prob- just probably trying to wait for Anthem to load and not crash. Yeah, and then they can give a load of moaning about that. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> All right, then, Steve, do you want to do your uh, contacts? Yeah, as usual, Twitter at Steve007. PSN ID is the real Steve007 and Xbox Steve007. Email Steve007 at popculturegamers.uk or even more so, you can get easily get us on Twitter because they're pretty much a quick reply straight off the bat. Yeah. Okay, my uh, contact details is, well, basically just search for HERJ UK on everything. PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, Twitter, YouTube, Uplay, <laughs> GOG, and anywhere else, to be honest, because I'm always uh, known as that. Um, you can also follow the show uh, by going to our Facebook group, just search for Pop Culture Gamers. There is a couple of questions, answer those, and either Steve, myself, or one of our admins will uh, let you in. Any inquiries, email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk. Our website is popculturegamers.podbean.com. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and other platforms, and you can also download our Alexa skill, and you can uh, play the show on your Amazon Echo using that. And don't forget, we now have our merch store, which is on uh, steamlabs.com forward slash H-E-R-J-U-K. Just look for merch. And if you want to support the show as well, you can also do us on Patreon, uh, Patreon at Gamers <coughs> on there. That's it, really. So it's another show in the bag, show number 41. What are we going to call it before we go? I thought I'd said that earlier on. About what one of the films I'd. Uh, oh, okay, because it's your, it's your yeah, turn. Yeah, so yes. I, I thought um, Feed Me Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's all right with you. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Okay, we'll call it that then. All right, then, guys. Well, thanks very much. And thank you to Steve for uh, having another show with us. And as usual. as usual. And Steve will be in the big seat next week. And we'll speak to you then. Bye-bye now. Oh, not the same intro as usual. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's Cheers. a good night from Bye. me. <laughs> and a good night from me. Good night. <laughs> good night. <laughs> you are about to witness history in the making.